That's all right. Do what you do. They're going to ride around to this time for us to roll. Mic check. We on. We on, brother. We, we on. on. It's on. We back. Yes, sir. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream pie. Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream pie. <laughs> we back, people. We, we got back, a good y'all. one. The band is back. Yeah, we fired up and ripped. ripped let's ripped do it. We're going to get started in a few, but let's do it. Mm, mm, mm. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, y'all. Yes, indeed. Back again. I'm Back Kenneth again. Jinx. Brother Timothy. Yes, indeed. Black coffee. No sugar, no cream. No sugar, no cream. Feels good to be back, too, man. Yeah, the band is back. We are back. <laughs> Just, you know, hope, hopefully you, you checked out last week. Good episode. Great episode. Yep, yep. Um, the guys from New Med. Yeah. Uh, dispensary, medical dispensary, educated us all about the weed. Yeah, certainly did. Certainly did. You know, the cannabis, yeah, the done. ganja. The oil, the, all these other different things. I didn't know they had so many ways to yeah. get that into your system, you know. So, yeah. They uh, got gums. They got gummy worms, gummy bears. They have uh, powder, liquid. Any, you know, anything can uh, has mass and takes up space or has weight. They got it. Over they there. got it. So, um, yeah, if, 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 if you're interested in trying to get, get a qualified condition, them, 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 them brothers over there. They, they might be able to get you, get you situated. They, they might come up with something that you got. Well, there's something on the list. If not, they'll make up. <laughs> not make up, but they'll find something on there. And, and, and you know, I, I, I did follow up with them. You know, they, they, they were definitely uh, thankful. They said that they were playing the episode. You know, I talked to Sean. Mm-hmm. He said they was playing the episode at, at the job. You know, oh, the okay, next good. day. What so, they think about it. They said they they enjoyed themselves and oh, and good. yeah so yeah so just it's it's there go you know we we definitely own Apple Podcast SoundCloud uh, Google Google uh, Play tune in T U N E I N about Spotify you know I'm not really I'm thinking about it but you know Spotify is more so for the the commercial podcast, you know, the Rush Limbaugh's and the oh, okay. the Bill O'Reilly's, you know, they 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 want them to, they want them on Spotify. Those are the you know, advertiser based. Yeah, oh, I think okay. so. Advertiser base. Gotcha, so gotcha. we'll we'll be there eventually, but um. Gotcha. But, okay, so they pretty much would determine the content then. All yeah, these yeah, have a lot to say yeah, in the content. Pretty much. I yeah. Gotcha. So Apple Podcast is the king. It's it's you know we own there so. Uh, SoundCloud, iHeart. I keep forgetting about iHeart. Shout out to iHeart. We own iHeart. Gotcha. Yeah. So just just put the search in. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. We we there. What episode is this? This is episode eleven. Eleven. This number eleven. Eleven. Me and we you eleven. I think. 11. I think I posted a uh, throwback, which I'm, we not gonna count that one, but 
Okay. Yeah, but this one is 11. We're rolling right along. Yes, indeed. We Keeping are, our word, doing what we say we were going to do. Yes, indeed. So you, for the people. Yeah, so I just uh, just want to thank the brothers at uh, New Med. Um, Lil V, he came and joined us a few weeks back. Yep, yep. Um, Got to get him back. I know you... you follow-up. Yeah, I want to be yeah, on the Yeah, you want to yeah, uh, pick his brain about yeah, the keto, yes, the keto sir. diet. Right, right. You know, one thing I want, one thing I definitely want to ask him is he, he definitely seems like they work with a lot of athletes. Okay. And, you know, just what type of regimen just for people that aren't physically active like that. Maybe some people that just get a 30, 45 minute workout, just not somebody that's, you know, physically active for a living, like a professional athlete or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what type of effectiveness would that have? Um, you know, with with that with that diet, but right. um, yeah, I have I have a couple of questions. As well yeah, yeah. So him, so he know. he he opened to coming back. You know, I, I I hollered at him as well. So um, but yeah, just just thank you to Lil V and e. you know I played the uh, the throwback with with my boy Quantrill Hedrick when he when he come back. You know, we gonna go ahead and get him back in here. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Come so. On now. So yes, yeah, so but moving right along, we recording this on a Wednesday. That's right. Very significant day. Today, April fourth, marks fifty years. Says Dr. Martin Luther King was murdered. That's, that's a good choice of words because that's what happened. He was murdered. He was murdered. Yeah, he was murdered. And you know, it's amazing when you say murder. Sometimes you know, a lot, we, we're so used sometimes used to sometimes hearing people say, "Well, he was assassinated." When you hear the word murder. To me, it conjures a stronger feeling or emotion, you yeah. know, opposed to like, uh, yeah, he was assassinated. They're like, no, nah, man, he got murdered. You know, like, man, you could, I can see, you know, the gore. I can see the blood. I can see the emotion of those who are around, you know, when you start talking about a murder opposed to, you know, an assassination. It was both. Yeah. It, de- it, definitely, was, it definitely was both. But, uh, and that's good. That segues right on into... You know, some of the things we're dealing with tonight, we start talking about murder. Most definitely, yeah. And, um, you know, I'm going to uh, go ahead and hit you with a few things. And, and you know, the minister, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he always posts, I'm assuming he has the final say on what goes out on his social media, Instagram in particular. But today he posted a picture of him and some of the brothers. Yes, sir. At the Lorraine Hotel, pretty much in the same spot where, where the uh, wreath or whatever, the, the big circle thing. Wreath. I, I call it a wreath. Yes, sir. And he said, Dr. Martin Luther King did not die because he had a dream. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He died because he woke up. That's right. They, they want to reduce it to a dream. Exactly. You know, anytime you reduce it to a dream, he says every time they mention Dr. King's name, he is a quote unquote dreamer, the dreamer. Right. And they said they did not assassinate our brother because he had a dream, but they assassinated him because he woke up. You know, because anytime you say somebody had a dream, you know, I I would ask um, school age children about Martin Luther King. Right. What do you remember about Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? You know, and they say, well, he had a dream. Yeah. And then I asked, okay, what did he dream about? 
And right. they it can't get past that. And I was like, okay, what do you dream about? And then they make the connection, like, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I guess anybody can have a dream. But that we generally don't get past asking that once she says, you know, yeah, he had a dream. Like, he, nobody else has ever had a dream. It's just, oh, my God, he had a dream. To be known for, like, having a drink of water. Like, you know what? Yeah, uh, this Martin Luther King, what do he do, man? He had a drink of water. People are like, well, man, I'm, I've had a drink right. of water. I mean, exactly. what was in the water? What did it do? How did it affect him? You know, why are we remembering him for a dream? So exactly. it's interesting, you know, so. And, 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 and he definitely woke up because I, I definitely want to play something. Uh-oh. He woke up. Uh-oh. What about the Negro? I mean, every other group that came as an immigrant somehow not easily, but somehow got around it. Is it just the fact that Negroes are black? White America must see that no other ethnic group has been a slave on American soil. Mm. Uh, that is one thing that other immigrant groups haven't had to face. The other thing is that the color became a stigma. American society made the Negroes' color a stigma. America freed the slaves in 19... I mean, 1863, through the Emancipation Proclamation of Abraham Lincoln, but gave the slaves no land or nothing in reality, and as a matter of fact, to, to get started on. At the same time, mm -hmm. America was giving away millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest, which meant that there was a willingness to give the white peasants from Europe an economic base. Mm. And yet it refused to give its black peasants from Africa who came here involuntarily in chains and had worked free for 244 years any kind of economic base. And so emancipation for the Negro was really freedom to hunger. It was freedom uh, to the winds and rains of heaven. It was freedom without food to eat or land to cultivate, and therefore it was freedom and famine at the same time. And when white Americans tell the Negro to lift himself by his own bootstraps, they don't, they don't look over the legacy of slavery and segregation. I believe we ought to do all we can and seek to lift ourselves by our own bootstraps, but uh, it's a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. And many Negroes, by the thousands and millions, have been left bootless as a result of all of these years of oppression and as a result of a society that deliberately made his color a stigma and something worthless and degrading. Woo! Wow. Wow. Now, that's, that, that sounds a little bit more than a dream. Yeah. Now, isn't it something that he will be remembered more so for the dream opposed to what we just heard, you know, out of his own mouth? Exactly. You know, and also, well, I mean, we don't own the media. No. So we don't. And anything that will empower, you know, the masses, if that's not your heart, your mind, that's not your, um, not part of your character to want for your brother what you want for yourself, we'll have a situation where, and down in uh, Hurricane Katrina, you rescuing some people and leaving some. You'll say how some you'll say how the white people, you know, are salvaging or trying to find food to survive. But you'll say black folks are looting and rioting, exactly. and they got you know. So you send the National Guard down there, not to if you can send somebody in, you can bring somebody back out. So you send the National Guard down there. What well, you say to keep people from killing each other in a natural disaster where people need to get out of the environment. Out the environment. This is the same people, same government, the same heart that even to this day 
if you look at what's going on in Puerto Rico, right. and some of the greatest minds, some of the greatest hearts, and some of the greatest ideas and hard working, hardest working people in America are from Puerto Rico. And for our United States government to leave them in the condition that they're in for months without electricity, without water, without food, or hiring a company to feed millions and millions of people who've never felt who's never fed thousands of people. You give this person a, a million dollars, millions of dollars, a, a, a contract, $23, 30000000 million to feed people, and you didn't even check to see if they've ever handled, you know, uh, a project of this magnitude. Right. You know, even though it was a, it was a sister, mm -hmm. you know, you have to vet people, you know. You're talking about people's lives. So since you calculated and you, you, you made a mistake, you made an error by hiring somebody that couldn't do the job, how did that affect the people? So these people, I mean, what, they, what do they do? You know, and I know I'm just getting, getting carried away with this no, thing, man, but any, anytime our United States government who considers uh, Puerto Rico as another state when it's beneficial. Well, yeah. See, that's a fair weather friend. When things are going good, that's fine. But then when things get tough, they'll work it out. You know, you turn the camera off, or you had a mic on, but you got it down low, or you'll find little bitty places that look like they may be doing pretty good. You won't go down into deep where the real issues are. Mm -hmm. To keep from embarrassing yourself for the whole world, showing you will not take care of your own people. Why should other countries trust that you're gonna keep your word with them? And and I gotta keep it one hundred because this is black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Yes, sir. I've been critical of our current administration, but this has what I played you was footage from. 1968. Come on, and who was? Come on. And this is 2018, 50 years later, and we've been through administration after administration. Yes, sir. And it applies today. So it I, is worse today. Yeah, yeah. It's worse today. Yeah. You know, when you reduce uh, Dr. Martin Luther King to a dream, and when you say, you know, and, and let's talk about what dream did he have? What was the dream? What did he dream? And, and I mean, just like when we was talking about the Savior's Day speech, that was three, four hours. Yes, sir. I'd imagine that speech in its entirety was hours. Yeah, it was more than just a dream. So that excerpt that is pretty much become this go-to is yeah. he just thinks, you know, one day that his four children can pretty much hold hands and, you know, or he has a dream that people can be judged on the, not by the color of their skin, but on the content of the character, you know. Yeah. Wow. And that, you know what? That's an interesting dream to have, you know, because, wow. When you think about a dream like that, when little black boys, little white girls can hold hands, you know. In order for us to come together as black folks and white people, holding hands and being friends and getting along with each other, there cannot be, like the Most Honorable Muhammad said, there cannot be black-white unity until there's first black unity. We have to have unity among ourselves. 
as evidence, the first law of nature is self-preservation. Yeah. And if the airplane is going to crash and he loses cabin pressure and the oxygen mask come down, it's one for you and one for your son. The instructions are not to put your child's mask on first, no matter how much you care about them, to put your mask on first. Yeah. Then put your child's mask on, which says take care of yourself first, and then you'll be in a better position to help somebody else. I don't care how much you care about my family. If you have enough food for four people, guess what? You'll be crazy to feed somebody else before you feed your own. You feed your own first, and then charity will spread abroad. I don't have anything negative to say about white people or Chinese or Mexicans or anybody else, but you take care of yourself for who you going whose bill are you going to pay first? Yeah, yours. Yours. Even with the uh, what happened back in the uh, in the 60s uh, and the uh, integrationists and all the things we were begging for. You know, people were getting busted upside the head for trying to eat at a lunch counter. We had our own lunch counters. We had our own buses. We had our own taxis. We had our own everything. If you look at in, in the 20s, you know, we had our own town, our own doctors, our lawyers, hospitals, dentists, grocery stores, farms. We had our own everything, and we did exceptionally well. It was one of the most advanced civil civilizations. There were no rapes, you know, there whole another crime. We didn't have no jail full of people. People were industrious. So we got along exceptionally well. And our United States of America that we call our United Snakes of America, <laughs> <laughs> you know, devised a plan to, de uh, to destroy it. Why would I say that? Because they actually dropped bombs. Yeah. The government that we call our government, because we pay taxes, we generate one point something, $1.3 trillion every year to this economy. But we're insignificant in that, you know, it's okay for you to kill a black man who's walking. You know, you tell him to reach for a cell phone, he reach for it and you shoot him. Meanwhile, a little white boy shoots a whole school up. You manage to get him out alive without even a, a black eye, a bloody nose, tooth knocked out, none of that kind of stuff. Yeah. He didn't hang himself in jail, none of that kind of stuff. And when Dylan Roof went to a prayer meeting, ended up shooting all those people in there, you know, you managed to get him out, made sure he had something to eat, make sure nobody messed with him. You didn't shoot him by mistake. None of that kind of stuff. None of these serial killers or these people that go to mass shootings, you know, if they don't kill themselves, y'all make sure they're not going to be shot. Yeah. Whereas we could reach for a gun. We could be naked Come with on. our back turned, walking back to y'all backwards with no clothes on, with our hands up. You'll shoot us all in the back, all in the hands. You know, even in the autopsy, it's sure a hole in everything. You still get off. As evidence in the Black Panthers, they came out the house with no clothes on. They yeah. getting shot all in the front, all in the back, with no clothes on. And them coming out with no clothes on actually helped save their lives. So, I didn't mean to get too far off, but, no. you know, when you start talking about that dream, and that's the only thing our little black boys and little black girls remember, you know. And, I mean, how can you aspire to a dream? You're asleep. You're asleep. You know, you're asleep unless, unless you're dreaming about something that you can be that's going to benefit yourself, your family, and then eventually all of humanity. That's fine if you're going to have that kind of dream. Right. But, man, the kind of dream you're going to have that's going to, you know, put your people together with somebody else's people when your people are not really your people. You know, that's, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's ass forward. Yeah. 
But he did say, after the dream, after the integration, after the thing, you know, he did come back to say when he was speaking to uh, Harry Belafonte, he said, you know, I, let me see what he said. I got this here. What he actually said. Listen to this. Can I play this? Yeah, put it up to the mic. Okay. This is new to me. Listen to this. Talking about Martin Luther King, they noticed one day he was depressed. He wasn't right. And here's the story he tells. And when we asked him what was the matter, Martin said, you know, I've been thinking long and hard about our struggle. We worked tenaciously for our rights. And uh, the culmination of all that effort will be reflected in what we've come to call the integration movement. And I sit here deeply concerned that I suspect we're leading our nation on an integration trip that has us integrating into a burning house. I don't think we quite understood how pathetic that remark was, after all, we're in the midst of a very heady moment. And then they cut it off. You know, and, these, and this is what uh, Harry Belafonte was a real good friend of Martin Luther King. Yeah. He actually helped him and helped his family financially as well. Right. And these same family members didn't even want uh, Harry Belafonte to come to uh, the funeral. Right. Which was, you know, but, well, anyway. But he was saying that uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was stressed out and upset. And he said, I fear that this whole integration piece you know, I've uh, basically pushed for something that's going, you're pushing our people into a situation and we're in a burning house. In a burning house, you you know, you get out. You get out, yeah. You don't run in. Yeah. You know. So yeah. it's interesting because, as, like like you said, I don't know if it he didn't have a dream. You know, that wasn't a problem. It assassinated him because he woke up. Because when he woke up, we don't have all the footage and all the things that he said after he woke up. After he woke up. Because he went to go talk to the most honorable Muhammad. You know, had a wonderful talk. But then after yeah, I that, heard about that. Yeah. Yes, sir. When we come back, uh, we'll bring more information on that as a follow-up. Because yeah. just to say what he said or how it went, it, it does a disservice not to even say. It has to be truthful. Otherwise, it loses its right. effect. It's yeah. not the same. Yeah. But just to have a dream, like I tell my children, you know, you had a dream, okay, so what? Now what you going to do about it? Right. That's fine. You had a dream, had a vision. Oh, you, you know, you want this. You want to invent, you know, some robot. Okay, get to work. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but did, but but to commemorate, you know, the 50 years, you say it was? 50 years. That he was assassinated, murdered. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So it's a lot. It's a lot going on today. A lot of people are um, getting together and, and paying tribute. I think mm. it's, I, I think it's, it's cool. Um but it's work to do. Now that, now, now, see, that's the part I like. Like, you know, like, you know, Martin Luther King, he said, I fear I may have integrated my people into a burning house, you know. What work do we have to do? Because when I say work, I'm talking about local. Yeah. I'm not talking about, you know, us as a, you know, the whole we are the world, we holding hands, everybody on stage, a whole lot of millionaires. When they did that song, you know, we are the world. <laughs> You're talking about a whole lot of millionaires that's on the stage holding hands, 
you know, for us to feel good about ourselves saying we are the world, we are the people, we're going to make this change, we're going to make this big difference. And, you know, things have gotten considerably worse. Yeah. At that time, the police wasn't shooting, you know, black men, black women, you know, and black children or, you know, throwing them down on the ground in broad daylight in a, in a swimsuit because you're the swimsuit because right. you're the pool party and you're a teenager. You're getting roughed up by the police. And, you know, us just, they're pretty much standing by watching. Yeah. You couldn't do that to Chinese people. No. When that one uh, young Chinese girl went missing, they had billboards yeah. all over Champagne. Say, hey, y'all better find her. Yeah. They came by Beach Street, knocked on the door, asking about this girl. Because that was right around the corner. Whether or not it was the corner, yeah, whether or not, no matter where yeah, it was, it was the point is they were looking for this young girl. Yeah. 64, at least 64,000 black children girls went missing last year we wouldn't know it if we wasn't we wasn't talking about it right here right who's looking for them where are the billboards where are the amber alerts just the efforts they're not you know, there yeah it's not there but we have to position ourselves i like the i like the part about the word we have to position ourselves to help ourselves we will be respected better if we treated ourselves better. See, because once you love yourself, and it's obvious that you love yourself, and you ain't going to let nobody mess with you, we won't have these kind of problems. Right. It's not a violent thing, us being violent. It's just about us loving ourselves enough, you know, not to put ourselves in a position to be treated like that and to get the word out like, hey, you can't mess with us like that. You, you, you're not going to be able to do it. Go look over in the county. Go look on our News Gazette bookings. You ain't going to find no Chinese people over there. <laughs> but it's Chinese people in Champagne. All right. I pick them up all the time driving no, Uber. You ain't got no Cambodian people over there. Mm-hmm. I you, pick them up all the time driving no, Uber. You, you ain't going to see it. None of that kind of stuff. Nope. Ain't no Russians in there. Mm-hmm. None. Just look. It's going to be black, brown, poor white folks. Poor white folks. And a couple other uh, new people that came by who getting DUIs yeah. and you know little stuff like that. But they Party in and out. too hard. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then they yeah. in and out. But on us, you got a lot of domestic stuff, stealing stuff, $300, you know, possession with intent, yeah. you know, just close to nothing. No, no more than a personal stash, you know. Right. And then, you know, you're getting locked up for that. Or somebody having no driver's license, no insurance, failure to appear, out-of-state warrant. Yeah. So we have to do better by ourselves. Yeah, we do. It starts with us. And although the police continue to kill us, I think we may kill each other more than the police kill us. Yeah. Us killing us, it really sends a signal that, hey, if y'all ain't got sense enough not to shoot each other and there's no outcry, if they do it, people do things after they calculate whether or not they can get away with it. Yeah. I've always said that. Oh, yeah? I mean, this is, this is outrageous. Yes, sir. But I'm going to say it anyway. Say it. It's black coffee, no sugar, no cream. No sugar, no cream. It ain't cut, it ain't chopped, not right. diluted, tampered with in any form. Right. Say it. You ain't gonna cuss, right? No, 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 no. Okay. People who cheat on their wives, people who, I, I just leave it at that. People who cheat on their they significant other, I won't even just. Okay. People who cheat on their significant other. Mm-hmm. Do so because 
They don't fear the consequence. Mm. Mm. So when you say, you know, uh, they calculate the police or whoever calculates the discretion of what they can get away with. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, just think if, if, if I went down that path, mm-hmm. being in the position that I'm in, mm-hmm. what path of infidelity? Use somebody else as an example. That we can go home and we have no problem. Okay. Well, if if a man <laughs> if a man that's the breadwinner. Okay, that's good. I wouldn't. I'm not gonna use the term poor, but okay. struggling. Mm-hmm. Say John. John. Hey, John ain't. John is not. Okay. Poor, but he's struggling. Okay. He has a a good woman at home. Okay. And he knows if he got caught, mm-hmm. it would be hell to hold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that fear okay. alone might keep John from going astray. Keep him in check. Keep him in check. Right. Because he, okay, you know what? That makes sense because he would have something to lose. Exactly. You know what? And it's amazing because sometimes the fear of loss has a greater motivational effect than the aspect of gain. Yeah. I mean, what do you gain by killing this man opposed to, you know, you would fear the consequences right. of doing it. Right. You know? And I didn't want to say, okay, if you just got in the moment, mm-hmm. and, and that's what people that I think that's where when we kill ourselves, mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing, whether we, whether our people are drunk, high, mm-hmm. like I would like to know, you know, wherever high murder rates are or just murder rates, period, mm-hmm. how many people self-medicate, whether it's drugs, alcohol, before they go do so. Let's say you, you're in a gang. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd imagine you drinking, you mm-hmm, smoking. Mm-hmm. Getting geeked up. You getting geeked Get up. Get courage, yeah. So, courage, you know, comes. before you go do something, before mm-hmm. you go carry something out, I wonder if very, I wonder how many killers mm-hmm. are sober when they go do something like that. Now, if we look at, I, I think about, you fin- you, had, you had finished? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about sober, you know, sober to me means you in your right mind. Yeah. You're in your right mind. Right. Opposed to if you if you get I've been drunk before. Yeah. And once you get to a point, like the, I think Sean or Grant, one of them we're talking about, you know, he, you know, there is a point one can get to yeah. where, you know, it's too much. Yeah. But then you learn from it and you dial it back, you know, to stay away from that particular yeah. you know, you you know your ceiling, your floors. You you know what where to stay away from, you know how I guess med- how med- how high or how medicated you need to be, you know, to maintain, still maintain. So anytime you have a person who is righteous by nature, you have to get out of character. You have to get out of your righteous mind in yeah. order to do certain things. Yeah. So you'd have to get your head wrong, which, which is considered right. 
Right. You know, yeah, I'm going to get my head right. right. Which means you're going to do something. You're going to do so much. You're going to alter your state of consciousness so much until if you do it, you're not going to stop yourself. You stop your self-accusing spirit. You stop that little voice that'll tell you, hey, man, don't do that. Right. And like right. cheating. When you get ready to cheat, there's a voice in your yeah. head that's going to say, hey, yes. man. And it, 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 it's not a ticket tape parade. It's not a big flashing neon sign. It's a small hint, nuance. It's real subtle. A little bit of voice that'll say, come on, man, don't do that. That's just like, and I, and you know, I always talk about no sports, but mm-hmm. Rick Pitino, coach at Louisville, mm-hmm. former coach at Louisville, I want to say in like 2005 or 2006, or maybe 2007, something like that, mm-hmm. um, he got extorted. So here's what happened. He's he's at a at a bar. Mm-hmm. He has his one of his assistants, and I think a recruit or a recruit's parent or something like that. So uh, a young lady. Mm-hmm. A, la- a lady that's pretty much um, smitten over him. I'll use the okay. term smitten. That's a good choice of word. Um, is pretty much throwing it at him mm-hmm. based on the reports. Mm-hmm. Throwing it at him. So the the uh, the owner of the bar, mm-hmm. the owner of the bar, pretty much told Rick Pitino, "Here's the keys." Go ahead and, you know, smash and, you know, give it a D. Mm-hmm. And then just lock the, lock the, lock the, lock, lock the doors. Mm-hmm. Now, Rick had his, an assistant coach with him, according to documents. And I'm saying documents because I'm going to tell you what ended up happening. According to documents, he left the bar. Dropped his assistant coach off and returned back to the bar, did his thing with the the young lady that was smitten. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there had to be that little voice talking. This man is married with four or five kids, Mm -hmm. got grown kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that the time he spent to drop that assistant coach off at mm-hmm. and return to the bar mm-hmm. to have relations with this young lady. Mm-hmm. He could have stopped himself. He could have stopped himself. So He could have. He could have. Do you think he could have? I think he could have. But then what ended up happening is I guess she tried to extort him. Oh wow! Which so they a, did into they, they had a relationship a one night stand a one night stand one week stand yeah so he, he stood for something yeah so he pretty much is like you're not you're not getting ready to extort me gotcha you know? okay I, I gave you the D but you're okay. not getting ready to extort me okay so my thing is I don't feel sorry for him for for him being extorted couple of things number one don't feel sorry for nobody that's number yeah, one yeah I think so I'm not I'm, feeling sorry for anybody that gives you a it's just a blank. That's a, that's what it is with everybody. I ain't feeling feeling sorry for nobody. Whatever you did, whatever your consequence, man, that's that's on you. Yeah. You put that out there. But there is inside the mind, if you're striving to live a righteous life, the self-accusing, self-accusing spirit, that it's three things that are happening. That little voice to tell you, don't do it. If you get past that voice, even when you're doing it, 
there's a little voice that'll tell you, you know you shouldn't be doing this. Yes. And immediately after you do it, that same voice will say, now you know you should not have done it. Right. Now, how does that relate? Because we're talking about serial killers, we're talking about, you know, integration, we're talking about all of that. Because all of that ties in because we're still dealing with the mind and the thinking. What is in your mind that you will go to prayer meeting? I mean, this is just amazing. Yeah. I mean, Hey, we cannot fathom the depths of Satan or a satanic mind or of an evil and sadistic mind, you know. What will make you go to that church? What is it that's in your mind that told you to go to there? Number one, this young boy went to a place where he knew they didn't have weapons, they didn't have guns, and there were older people who were in there praying with their eyes closed who were fearful. He knew that once he started shooting, they weren't going to do nothing. He would not have gone to an NRA meeting, pulled out his gun, and started shooting. He would not have gone to Montana. He would not have gone to a place where he knew people had the same thing he had and would defend themselves the way he would defend himself if he was attacked. A person who goes to a school, when you know, it's such a cowardice act. For you to go to a school, you know, they got books. For you to take an aid, what is that? What kind of gun was that? A- AR-15. An assault, a- AR, an assault rifle, AR-15, to a school. They didn't necessarily target blacks or minorities or whatever, just shooting at people, killing people who you know cannot defend themselves. See? Once again, it goes back to what you were saying. You know, you're going to attack somebody who you know not going to defend themselves. That's such a cowardice act. Or for you to plot to kill this man, Dr. Martin Luther King right. Jr., 50 years ago, to set it up and to kill him, knowing there was no way for him to defend himself, right. like to steal on him, right. you know? So what kind of a mindset do we as black people have that we could kill each other at an alarming rate? So we can't we, we can't give we can't give ourselves a pass either, you know. Right. Do we are we harder on the police because you know they do it when we do it more? Are we upset white folks when they say the word nigga when we just say it over and over again and we're crazy enough to debate whether or not they should say it or not? This is just insanity. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it's really really yeah, crazy, yeah. you know. It's super crazy. Yeah. So, but that's why black coffee. No sugar, no cream. I'm, and I, I want to give a shout out to Brother Ken. I know he's here, but I'm gonna still shout out but thanking him for the content. He always, he picks the content, he brings it, he gets everything set up, and everything that he brings is so relevant. It's, I mean, just relevant. He's bringing me out of dark into light. He, he like my pastor, and I know we're going to get into that in a minute, but he like my, you know, he like my pastor, you know, so I'm sitting here listening to him. He bring up things, and I'm over here shouting and say, hey, man, and I'm waiting on him to come up with the collection plate. <laughs> Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Thank you, brother Ken. You're doing a wonderful job, man. I'm telling you. This is your thing. We work at it. Uh, this, uh, this is your thing, man. I'm telling you. My instrument, you know, is, is more of a, a, a mouthpiece. Yeah, brother Ken is bringing the content. Yeah. He sets it up. He keeps it flowing. So, you know. Well, we're going to, I'm going to leave you with another excerpt from Dr. King. You know, um, most definitely. You know, can be said he he he's the greatest 
one of the greatest minds that ever, you know, lived. Uh, you know, rest in peace. You know, we we yes, we doing the right thing by honoring him right. on this day. That's right. Um, you know, That's right. And there's no division. Right. You know, people. You know, just just real quick. You know, sometimes people say, you know, the Muslims don't believe what the Christians believe. Christians don't believe what the Muslims believe. So here it is, we look at it as, you know, this is our brother. So we're going yeah. to the exact same place that he was to really commemorate, right. you know, to show, you know, unity, love, you know, and brotherhood. Yeah. You know. So, so that's but, a beautiful piece. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought that up. And I and, and and I think what I'm getting ready to play, it was his feelings on the Vietnam War and how it uh-huh. how it kinda swayed our thinking from mm-hmm. what really was going on. In the states, and I think this is kind of going to tie into what we got planned to talk about for the rest of the way. So this is a couple of minutes, but uh, this is for Dr. King, you know. So yeah, come on now, we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and play it, and we 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 gonna tra- we gonna transition after we after we play this. Yes, I must confess that uh, that dream that I had that day has, at many points, turned into a nightmare. Now, I'm not one to lose hope. I keep on hoping. Uh, I still have faith in the future. But I've had to analyze many things over the last few years, and I would say over the last few months. I've gone through a lot of soul-searching and agonizing moments, and I've come to see that uh, we have uh, many more difficult days ahead, and some of the old optimism was a little superficial, and now it must be tempered with a solid realism. And I think the realistic fact is that we still have a long, long way to go and that we are involved in a war on Asian soil, uh, which, if not checked and stopped, can poison the very soul of our nation. I'm not going to say that all of our problems will be solved if the war in Vietnam is ended, but I do say that the war makes it infinitely more difficult to deal with these problems. Mm. Uh, When a nation becomes obsessed with the guns of war, uh, it loses its social perspective and programs of social uplift suffer. This is just a a fact of history so Mm. that we do face many more difficulties Mm -hmm. uh, as a result of the war. It's much more difficult to really arouse a conscience during a time of war. That is something about a war like this that makes people insensitive. It dulls a conscience. It strengthens the forces of reaction, and it brings into being bitterness and hatred and violence. I think the biggest problem now is that we got our gains over the last 12 years at bargain rate, so to speak. It uh, didn't cost the nation anything. In fact, it helped the economic side of the nation to integrate lunch counters and public accommodations. It didn't cost the nation anything uh, to get uh, the right to vote established. Mm. And now we are confronting issues that cannot be solved without costing the nation billions of dollars. Now, I think this is where we're getting our greatest resistance. Mm. They may put it on many other things, but we can't get rid of slums and poverty without it costing the nation something. I feel that nonviolence is really the only way uh, that we can follow because uh, violence is just so self-defeating. A riot ends up creating many more problems for the Negro community 
than it solves. You can, through violence, burn down a building, but you can't establish justice. You can murder a murderer, but you can't murder murder through violence. You can murder a hater, but you can't murder hate. And what we are trying to get rid of is hate and injustice and all of these other things that continue the long night of man's inhumanity to man. So what's being what 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 is what is all these shootings? Mm. So 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 okay. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. It just shows that that chronicles his growth and maturity or his maturation from you know, thinking so much about the world and then narrowing it down to, to where, you know, charity starts at home, you know, and then it spreads abroad. Yeah. Because as all those, I mean, he had good sense. I mean, even though the um, the children were out rioting, not rioting, excuse me, even though the children were out protesting nonviolently and they were sticking police dogs on them and uh, water hoses and, you know, throwing food on them, you know, his children were not there. But... It shows he had sense enough to secure and take care of himself and his family. You have to have that same thing that spread out abroad from yourself, your wife, your children, your community, and then it can go ahead and continue to spread abroad. Yeah. So I wouldn't let my children go out there knowing that they were going to get busted upside the head. And these other, that, that means nonviolently, that's against the law of nature. Yeah. Because of, you know, we say turn the other cheek, we'll say these different things, you know, but you may say that. But if your child came to you and said somebody bust him upside the head, you don't say, well, you know what? You better get right back out there and let them bust upside on the other. You go turn your other cheek. No. No, you don't teach that at home. No, you don't. So if you don't teach it at home, don't teach that, you know, in an environment where you will get a whole lot of people hurt, killed, or subjected to a lower class of so-called uh, citizenship where anybody can do anything to you knowing they could take their frustrations out on you and, you know, you're not bullyproof. Right. Bullies know who to bully. Mm -hmm. They know who to pick on, you know. Bullies stay away from people who, know, who, who they, they know going to deal with. Them. Right, right. So one of the best tactics in dealing with bullies is, you know, when somebody put their hands on you, like Malcolm said, you make sure they don't put their hands on you or nobody right. else. Exactly. And that'll cut that off. That'll shut it down. So I'm, I'm glad you played that, you know, for Dr. Martin Luther King and, you know, him more serious. It, it wasn't so much of a, you know, a Pulitzer Prize winning speech as much as it was, you know, hey, y'all, look, this is something we really, really need to be serious about. Yeah. I think I kind of, there was a preemptive thing I said. I, maybe I should have thought this out a little bit before, you know, we start doing all this nonviolent stuff and none. That's fine. I'm, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, you can stop the, the uh, what word he used, the murderer, but you can't stop the murder or something yeah. like that. We can kill the hater, but we still don't can't kill hate. That doesn't kill hate. Well, that keeps that hater from hating anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was that mouthpiece, y'all. Yeah, that'll stop that. You know, so if somebody is raped, you can't pick sides. You, you got to pick sides. Right, you, yeah. you, you don't put You don't put the rape, yeah, and that's the rape what they say. person yeah. in the same room and then try to deal with both of them and try right. to, you know, have both of them go through a healing, you know, which one you going to pick? And that's what they say. When somebody's convicted of doing a heinous crime, this person is off the street, so he can't do that again. So I, I get that, yeah. But that, I'm glad you mentioned that last part. That This really takes us out of that dream, you know. A dream is, is like saying it's an illusion. You know, yeah. it's, not, it's not active. It's nothing going on, you know. You sleep, you know. So 
man, yeah. what can a sleep person really do, you know? Right. And so also this world, this government, they keep us, they always want to keep us on something in the past. I always yeah. want to talk about Martin Luther King. You know, it, it, we have revolutionaries right now, man, yeah. that's, that's standing and helping our people, you know? So, you know, this world wants us to stay in a dreamlike state. If you always think about somebody who's in a dreamlike state or somebody who's uh, very, very, very inactive, somebody very passive, you know, then how can they guide you? How can they lead you? And all you know is he had a dream. Very few people know the last part that you played that would ignite us to get up and, you know, create a better quality of life of ourselves. Right. And as black folks rise, everybody will rise because right now we we the lowest on the lowest on the low. Right. Ain't nobody running around calling themselves a derogatory name that was, you know, so disgusting until it made us less than human. We pick it ourselves at an alarming rate that nobody else does. You know, Chinese people, you know, rapping about, you know, a fat chink being a chunk. Right. That's crazy. With their eyes, you know. Yeah, they don't pick at each other yeah, like they that. they don't. They just they don't. don't do that. No, they don't. Because that's very uncivilized. And it yeah. shows you don't love yourself, you don't love your family, you right. don't love your people. You know? So when we, I mean, it's our responsibility. We can talk about those who promote it and promote, you know, that song not nasty enough, we're not going to promote that. That right. song is not raunchy enough, we're not going to promote that. You know, there are, there are minds yeah. that allow certain, you know, songs and uh you know, rappers to rise. Yeah. And then they'll pick the ones who they know is going to be most detrimental to our uh, our people. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll yeah. pick one or two, make them millionaires, millions and millions, you know, to uh, keep everybody else sleeping crazy. Yeah. So here it is, this rapper A, he's riding around, nice car, nice rims, you know, had a tune-up, brand new car, no big deal. Here we are trying to mimic that with a raggedy-ass car with some nice rims. All right. <laughs> I, excuse my language. <laughs> Black coffee? No sugar, no cream. But, you know, back to church. Yes, uh, R.I.P., Dr. King. Just a few few other items. Man, they're shooting at the YouTube building, man. Now, I did see that. You know. Uh, For oh. what reason? Who did it and why? What so, do we have on that? So there's a young lady. Come on. <clears throat> I don't know how she is. From San Diego. You I got get, a picture of her? Let's yeah. See. Her name is... Nassim Nahafi Agdam. Uh, she was upset with YouTube's practices and policies. She was upset with YouTube. I guess she had, you know, was posting a lot of videos, getting a lot of views. And YouTube is, you know, a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar. Wow. Um, company that pretty much allows people to upload their content and the more views you get you can so basically what it is is we always talk about videos going viral mm-hmm. what does that mean basically how many basically i don't i don't even know what i'm gonna google it i don't know what what how many views constitutes a viral video, mm-hmm. but basically viral means it's everywhere. Uh, you know, it's like it's, a virus. Yeah, it just, just spreads. It's like yeah, wildfire, like much. boom. Yeah. Okay. So okay. okay. Um. So what YouTube does is, if you get so yeah. many views, mm-hmm. you can monetize. 
Okay. Okay. Like so, Ryan's trip, like like Ryan's review, tour review, Ryan's tour review. Yeah. Tens of millions of dollars he gets for advertising. Yeah. He, he gets like millions and millions of yeah. customers. Or Rihanna got sixty million uh, followers. Yeah. So. And they pay her. Yeah. So so, let's just say, hmm. you get a following. You okay. get. You get a million views on something. So YouTube will pretty much see, okay, this video is a lot of traffic. It's, if, if it's their content, you'll get that ad, that five, you know, they'll play that 30-second ad or that 15-second ad before the video because a company has said, okay, you can monetize. Okay, I see it. I just saw it. Yeah. I just saw it. You, I, I you can it. monetize from this video, but this per, this this company, this ad will pay us and will in turn pay you mm. because your content is viral. It's spreading. Wow. Okay. So this young lady, I guess, was getting some revenues for some videos that she was posting. And I don't think she felt like she was getting enough revenue. Some of the videos that she was posting were controversial on YouTube pretty much uh, censored some of her videos. Wait, say it again then. Some of the videos this young lady was posting on her YouTube, and I guess she had 30,000 followers. So when you follow, when you subscribe to somebody's YouTube page, Mm -hmm. When they upload a video, you can set up so that you get a notification like it's just a text message or something. Mm-hmm. When they post a video, you go and watch it. And, you know, I think I think it's 10,000. If you get 10,000 views, mm-hmm. you can start monetizing. Wow. So, of course, she was upset because some of her content was being censored, which in turn was... Messing up her money, her revenue. Okay, okay. So she got mad at YouTube, went to the offices, took a nine millimeter. She didn't take an AR-15, and she wounded three people and turned around and killed herself. No. Yeah, this was at YouTube. Are you serious, man? Yeah. This happened. Now, did they check? I got to ask. Did they check her? Um, she leave a note? Did she leave a tweet? Did she her leave? What, brother, what did she say? Her brother. Alerted authorities that she was upset and was he was worried that she was gonna do something bad because I guess she had been leaving, you know, I guess she had been pretty much telling people that would listen that YouTube can pretty much go to hell. You know, they they wow. they pretty much they censoring her in, in terms messing with her money. And I guess she that's how she was making a living. Wow. And that, what that, did she do before that? Because, I mean, she that's not her first job. That's not her first, like... That is a good question. Yeah, what, what did she do before that? Because, you know, cause, you know, sometimes when people get what, at the end of their you know, rope, they say at the end of their rope, and they don't see. Yeah, yeah well, when people don't see that their condition is getting better. So they spiritually yeah. die, they mentally, then it leads to an untimely physical death. Yeah. 
Her, her grievances against YouTube appear to focus on censorship and revenue. There is no equal growth opportunity on YouTube or any other video sharing site. Your channel will grow if they want it to. Of course, they mm -hmm. own it. Mm -hmm. YouTube filter my channels to keep them from getting views. Wait a minute. YouTube filtered her channels to keep her from getting views. Why view? wouldn't they want her to get views? Because they weren't. YouTube probably did not like the message that she was conveying through her videos. So they were editing her stuff? Or they what? were just. They filtered it. So basically, what they did was just like just like um if you have like on on, on my direct TV at the house. Okay. We pretty much have a age restriction. Okay. So if there is a program that is for mature audience, mm -hmm. it could be on that's just like yesterday uh, the other day my mom wanted to watch a paternity show. You mm -hmm. know, it's like a court like mm -hmm, a court mm -hmm, afternoon yeah. court show with paternity. And so it was on regular network TV mm -hmm. at three in the afternoon. So I turned to it and I had to put our code in so my mom could watch the paternity. Okay. So that's kind of like I'm filtering okay. what so my, they my bleep kid it or basically make they have, it they have not, an edited version. Make it not accessible to masses so that she could get more views and basically views mean money. Okay. I got Let's that. just okay. put it like I that. Views mean you. money. Okay. So if they filter in it so that it can't get out to the masses, mm -hmm. that's messing up her money. She's upset about that. She went up there, tried to take matters in her own hands. Luckily, hopefully, I don't think um, the three people she wounded mm -hmm. died. Mm -hmm. But she shot herself. Now would that be classic? and killed herself? I mean, my God! Yeah. So then her it's almost crazy. Yep. And, did uh, she have a did Did she have a history of any type of uh, bipolar disorder or psychological damage? Maybe from her brother sales at a lemonade stand. Her brother says he warned police his sister might do something. His concern started over the weekend when Ogdom stopped answering her phone in Southern California. Her brother told CNN affiliate KGTV. Then early Tuesday morning, so it was yesterday, Mountain View police said they found Ogdom in her car. The discovery worried her brother. I googled Mountain View, and it was close to YouTube headquarters, and she had a problem with YouTube. And he said he warned police that she went all the way from San Diego, so she might do something. But Mountain View police said they didn't notice anything alarming after encountering Avdam, whose car was parked in a lot around 1.40 a.m. on Tuesday. A.m.? A.m. At no point during our roughly 20-minute interaction with her did she mention anything about YouTube. If she was upset with them or she planned to harm herself or others. Throughout our entire interaction with her, she was calm and cooperative. She had been reported missing from the San Diego area and called her family. At no point did her father or brother mention anything about the potential acts of violence or possibility of Ogdom lashing out as a result of her issues with her YouTube videos. An hour later, her father called us back to let us know that she made a series of vegan videos for her channel on YouTube and that the company wow. had recently done something to her videos 
that caused her to become upset. Once again, at no point did her father or brother mention anything about potential acts of violence or a possibility of Ogdom lashing out as a result of her issues with her videos. They remained calm through the second phone call. Wow. So here it is. Wow. She's in her late 30s. She lived in Southern California. And on her video, she discussed Persian culture, veganism, and animal cruelty. Now, listen to this now. You talk about animal cruelty, but then you will go shoot. I don't know. If, I'm sure with the intent to kill. And then shoot yourself. Once again, we back on the mind. What was going on in your mind that make you think? I don't know what you think. I have no idea. What, what could you be thinking? You know, you, you, I mean, did you have the mindset that you're going to kill yourself and you're going to take some people with you? Right. And then what did you accomplish? Nothing, because hopefully these people lived. They just seen that they were wounded. YouTube was founded in February 2005 and quickly became a major site for online videos, and it was later purchased by Google. More than 1,100 people work at the YouTube campus in San Bruno, south of San Francisco. Employees there include engineers for the site and sales teams that work with advertisers and content creators. Wow. Well, it's interesting, man, because, you know, and the police said that she was always calm when they dealt with her. Yeah. So you never know the mindset, you know. But this had to be calculated. It was calculated. She went all the way from San Diego. That's at least three hours from, no, that's further. Look, she had to have thought about it. She had yeah. to have calculated. You know, they saw her. She, she had been on the gun range. She had been practicing, you know. So once again, hey, back on the mind thing, man. Yeah, man. Got to get What's my... going on with the mind? Yeah. And, you know, you have to protect yourself, your family, you know. At all costs, you just got to be aware, be vigilant, stay aware, because anybody can do anything. While they, while they're having fun, you have to continue to look around and yeah. be especially watchful at yeah. night. You know, so, wow. Well, that's you know, YouTube. You know, that's wow. A lot of people say YouTube is is shady with the revenue, though. But know? watch this. You gonna put your video up anyway, whether you get paid or not? Yeah. If they give you something. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. If they give you something, it's not like you're like, you know what? Forget it. I'll never put anything else on right. YouTube. Then what have you gained? Right. You 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 want your content out there. Right. Yeah. And it depends on your cause, you know, what you're really standing for, what you want to put out there. You want people, you know, to um, buy into your cause. That's your platform. Yeah. That's what you're standing on. Yeah. You want to get your message out. You didn't put it together. You didn't put the YouTube together. Right. You're not paying the hundreds of millions of dollars in the uh, payroll employees yeah. to keep everything going. Yeah, so that's just like, somebody yeah. has to pay for you to put your content out there. I don't own and keep Spotify. it out there. Yeah. I don't own uh, whatever the heartbeat, I heart, my heart, yeah. your heart, you know, yeah. the five heartbeats, none of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I want all this stuff. But somebody has to pay to keep that going. Yeah. This is how things work in a capitalistic society. Yeah. You can't, you know, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. On the one hand, you think the rich ought to share all their money with the poor. And on the other hand, some people think everything ought to be free, which is completely unfair, which means yeah. you'll get the exact same thing somebody else get, even though you work harder. So that's unfair. You know, no soul bad a burden of another. You reap what you sow. So whatever you were doing before, 
even if there was a YouTube, get your content out. Yeah. And you don't have to pay to get your content out. You're getting paid right. to get your content out. So when they cut your check just a little bit, for whatever reason, they can cut you off altogether. They can block you out altogether, and then you get nothing. But, man, sometimes I, the, the mind of man can be very fragile. You never know how unstable somebody is, you know. You know, so here it is, one person, I mean, she's watching what she eats. She's a vegan, you know, she's, you know, taking care of her body. Why would you spend all that time, all that energy, all the reading, all the studying and sacrifice to take care of your body, and then in one day just shoot yourself? Right. Come on. Yep. Come on, Miss Lady. I can't even pronounce her name. Whatever the lady's name is. In her late 30s. She's just getting started. Just getting started. Well, R.I.P. to her. Young girl. Just getting started in life. Yep. And hopefully, you know, the people that she shot will recover. Yeah, shout out go to those, man. Yeah, you know, man. She was popular and she was ridiculed. I mean, you know, just goes to show you too. Now, you ridicule somebody, you know, you bully them, you never know. Right. Leave quiet people alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. So, <laughs> moving on. Moving on up. Come on now. Got 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 some serious serious uh, some serious Uh-oh. local tie. Ooh, I feel it coming. Yeah. I feel a praise uh, coming on, brother. Uh Wait a minute now, hold it. It's not too late. You sure you want to get into this? Yeah, the most definitely. Okay. Too, too, it ain't too, too late to change your mind now, because yeah, it's local. You're going to get some phone calls yeah, on this one now. Just Yeah, just just two more things. I, I, I definitely want to... Um, I'm saying you hit local now. People are going to call yeah. you. No, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take these two next topics and create just links all to themselves. Okay, well, okay, I got you. No so, matter how you do it, I'm saying, are you ready to open, you ready to open this can of worms? Sure. You did see the movie The Untouchables, right? No. Get a chance to take a look at it, and you will know. Everybody knew where all the alcohol was during the Prohibition period. But then uh, I think it was Elliot Ness, you know, they were tiptoeing around, you know, going to different places, not finding where the uh, alcohol was, you know, because it was illegal. Yeah. And so Sean Connery, I forget his name, but he's like, hey, he said, why are you going in here? He said, are you sure you want to do this? He said, yeah, I'm sure. He's because once I open this door, ain't no going back. Everybody know where it is, but don't nobody want to say anything. So as we venture into this, you have to know that you're gonna get some phone calls on this one. Are we opening this door? Yeah, open it. Let's go. So, first thing I want to get, in, first thing I want to talk about is, unfortunately, last week in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, young Danny Ray Thomas, um, mm-hmm. I think he was about 34. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, had some issues. I, I I mean, you know, I guess that the, they say to assume makes an ass out of you and me. Ass, you and me, assume. A-S-S-U-M-E. So maybe I shouldn't assume mm. that a man in broad daylight with his pants down to his ankles, mm. uh, walking, I guess, towards a police officer with no weapon, mm. um, maybe I should assume he's a threat to a 300-pound police officer. Mm. Um, but last week, Danny Ray Thomas, 
was shot and killed by one single bullet wound by an officer that saw a disturbance and intervened. And when the man with his pants around his ankles, have you ever seen um, men that, boys, I'll call them young men or boys that walk around sagging real low and, you know, of course, jeans are, are have a more of a a slim fit. I don't even want to use the term tight, but just just boys or young men that, that really like to sag uh slim fitting jeans, how they can't even hardly walk. Yeah. God forbid they trying to run uh trying to be the red light if they walking. We have to run holding the pants. Huh? Yeah. Like a waddle. So know? can you imagine a, a a man with his pants around his ankles? Yeah, already in handcuffs. He in pants cuffs. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So you have a... Oh, uh, Lord. So you have a... Yeah, uh, he, can't, uh, he can't run. He can't... I mean, what yeah, can he do? Yeah, like... But Danny Ray Earl is dead. Danny Ray Thomas. Danny Ray Thomas, yeah. yeah. In his 30s. In his 30s. And the officer that killed him, his wow. name is Cameron Brewer, been on the the Houston deputy sheriff since 2016. He joined the force in 2015, been a deputy sheriff since 2017. Um, Cameron Brewer is from Champaign. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Um, right back home. We are hitting home. We got. Yeah. We we are. We, I mean, yeah. the next. Yeah, the next couple are gonna be in home. Once again, look at it. Look at this man who's apparently has mental issues. Yeah. Because if you don't know, as a black middle-aged man, you. At least one police car. For you to know what's current and what's been going on in, in the news here these late few years with, you know, the police shooting, you know, unarmed black folks. Something has to be wrong with your mind in order for you to walk towards a police officer holding a gun. Police officer know you are unarmed. He yeah. see you with handcuffs. I mean, on your feet, feet cuff. Feet know, cuff, yeah. Pant cuffs. Yeah. He knows you don't have anything in your hand. He couldn't have felt threatened. For him to kill you is a bully act. I think so, too. Once again, you shooting an unarmed person who has not attacked you. I watched the video. Nothing gave any indication that he would attack or could even defend himself against an attack. So as we, we continue to talk about this, it's become more and more commonplace, like no big deal. Yeah. It's becoming more and more we shall overcome. We're going to march. We're going to continue to uh, pray. You yeah. know. So, I mean, you know, we say all lives matter, blue lives matter, 
Black Lives Matter, you know. And I, I was watching the video. I was listening to the people who were holding the camera laughing. He about to get tased. He about to get tased. He about to get tased. Now, here it is. This black man is walking across the street. Another black person sees him. One officer, hey, man, look, man, look. Hey, pull your pants up, brother. Come and let me holler at you for a minute. You know, or hey, brother, look. Don't go close to those police officers. Don't go over there. They will kill you or try to get him off the street to try to help him in some kind of way. See, we don't help each other See, and, in and, that kind of way. And, and They were laughing at him because yeah, he had his pants down yeah, instead of, yeah. we were just talking about if a Chinese person saw another Chinese person, he would go help. Yeah. Two Puerto Ricans, two Mexicans, two Koreans, two Cambodians. Do you understand? Yeah. And here it is, the person who's filming this, they're laughing. And then when he gets shot, they're upset. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I cannot believe he, they shot him. Think, man, oh, my God, I can't believe y'all didn't, like, say or do anything to try to help him, from, keep him from getting shot. Yeah. You know? So am I my, am I my brother's keeper? We don't, we, we, we yeah. have to see each other as brothers. We have to see each other as brothers and sisters because if we don't have that unity, then there's no way for us to even make it. You know? So for him to be killed by the police, a black man being killed by a white police officer, that's similar to Planned Parenthood. No, this guy was black. A black guy shot him? Yeah. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. No. A, a black man shot him. Cameron Brewer is black. From Champagne. I'm stuck. Yeah. Now, do I have to give a, uh, an apology out to all the white police officers? I assume. Let, let me, let me, let oh, well, me. No, I, no, I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. I assume. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh. you may not have to. Cause well, is he the, white? Who? The guy shot him. No, he's black. Well, I got I to gotta hurry up and cover it. I got to straighten that out. I assume that it was a, and no, I'm looking. I assume no. that I got the ass out of myself. I thought he was a, I thought he was a white no. guy. I, I, okay, look, I apologize. I misstated. No, I'm, I, I'm I, I, I thought I'm I thought what Wait you minute, said. Wait a minute, I don't like to stick out apology if I don't need to. You should have done that. That's black. why I'm telling you to. Wait, because it's a reason why I wanted to talk about this. Man, if I'm drowning, throw me a rope. I'm trying. <laughs> sure. I'm, 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 I'm trying. I'm, I'm coughing up water, I'm man. Okay. Don't be that rope. Like, hey, I man, hold thought, on for a minute. <laughs> no, I, thought, I didn't see it. I, I, didn't I see thought it. when, <laughs> oh, I thought man. when, I thought when, okay. I, I, I mean, didn't catch that. No, no, no. He, okay, Cameron Brewer is black. Okay. Cameron oh, Brewer is from wow. Champagne. Cameron Brewer is 300 pounds. Oh, wow. Cameron Brewer is a is a former high school and I believe small college football player. But it says the way it's written is bad on my part because it says they lumped him in with every police officer. It, it just that, says Houston officer kills unarmed man walking with right. trousers down. Yeah. Normally what would happen is if it's a black Exactly. A black okay. man, 300 pounds, oh, okay. should know that a man walking with. But it still doesn't say right here. It says a deputy in Houston shot and killed an unarmed black man. They don't say 
a black deputy in Houston shot and killed an unarmed black man. Should they? They said, well, watch this now. The, they, they mentioned that the victim was black. They did not mention that the person who shot him was black. I understand what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're keeping it blue. Yeah. He's not black, he's blue. He's more of a, a yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not trying to patch it up for him because wrong is wrong, but I just certainly just, I just presuppose yeah. that he was white. No, no. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this oh, wow. is not only because he's well, from Champaign. I done stuck my apology out there, Coach. Hey, I got to retract it. Right is know, right. If I'm man, wrong, I have to apologize right away. So, damn, you know, that's still messed up. Yeah, but... I just, you know, Sean King, uh, famous activist, wrote a, wrote, a, wrote a piece. And before we really get into why I wanted to talk about this, I just wanted to um, read a few excerpts. Um, 1,193 people were killed in 2017. But mm. whose story do you know? Mm. Because in 2014, the nation came to know the stories of Mike Brown and Tamir Rice. In 2015, mm-hmm. it was Freddie Gray and Sandra Bland. In 2016, it was Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. Mm. But what about 2017? Mm. Nine, 1,193 murders from police. Wow. Until the police slaughtered 22 year old Stephon Clark, an unarmed, nonviolent black man in his own backyard mm. in a hell of 20 bullets. Could you name a single victim of police violence from 2018? Mm. He said, I'm not judging you. If you don't know these names and stories, that's because they aren't being shared with the same force. But you need to find a place in your heart and mind to know the story of Danny Ray Thomas. Mm, mm, mm. He struggled with he lived a rough life, struggled with drug addiction. According to local news, he was sentenced to three years in prison, not for a violent crime, not even for selling drugs, for possession of PCP. Just like they talked about last week. That's an opiate. Wow. You know, he needed rehab, diversion, and counseling. Instead, like hundreds of thousands of African Americans, he was sent to prison. Mm. On Friday, August 12, 2016, while Thomas was serving that outrageous sentence in prison, the unthinkable happened. His two children, five-year-old Kayana and her seven-year-old brother, Aurelion Ray Ray Thomas, named after his father, were killed, according to local news reports. Live paper shred. Their mother, 30-year-old Shabora Thomas, invited the kids one by one into the bathroom and deliberately drowned them. Earlier that day, the kids had performed at a talent show. After she, after Shabor Thomas killed the kids, allegedly she hid their lifeless bodies under her neighbor's house and left them for, left them there for days until she told an acquaintance. The acquaintance took her to the police office, police station, flagged down an officer. She confessed to the crime. Now imagine the pain of Danny Ray Thomas, far from home, locked behind bars, for simple drug possession. Imagine getting the news that your babies were drowned to death. When it happened, Jason Clark, a spokesperson for the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, released a statement on how he received the news. As you can imagine, he's pretty upset. Last Thursday, in broad daylight, his onlookers filmed, even nervously laughed a little. Thomas appeared to be in the middle of mental health emergency. 
I would say that's a mental health emergency mm-hmm. in broad daylight with your pants around your ankles. Foaming at the mouth. Foaming at the mouth. Can barely stand, shaking. Waddling, waddling. yes. Yeah. Waddling through the street with his pants all the way down his feet. His body moved, but his mind was somewhere else. He, generally, he genuinely appeared lost, wandering to and fro, aimlessly walking with intention, but going nowhere sensible. He needed an ambulance. Instead, he got a cop. He said he got killed. Instead of sending somebody to help him to save his life. Exactly. Why was it, why, uh, who called the uh, officer? Who called the police? That, based what on, based, that cop, Cameron Brewer, worked for the Harris County Sheriff's Office. It just happened to be in the area. So it wasn't even, it don't even appear he was called. Just happened to be in the area when he saw the disturbance Thomas was causing. So basically, he didn't commit a crime. He was just, Causing a disturbance because his pants was down. Because he was going through a crisis. Okay. Now. He was completely unarmed. Okay. Now here locally. It doesn't appear Thomas ever touched or threatened the officer. What's doubly disturbing is that the officer, this is the kicker. What's disturbing is that the officer, as so often here, had a body camera, according to Harris County Sheriff but it was charging in his car. He also had a taser, but chose not to use it. And he had been trained in how to de-escalate a mental health crisis, but appeared to have forgotten that too. So the, the sheriff, wow. the sheriff pretty much put that information out that he had a body camera, but it was still charging, that he had just gotten it that day. He had a taser. Chose not to use it. And Listen, they, they had been trained how to de-escalate mental health crisis, but he appeared to have forgotten that too. Listen, when I leave the house, I know I need my phone. Yeah. I'm a very responsible person. Yes. And I have to make sure that I'm in a position where those who need me can get in contact with me. Indeed. I can't leave the house with 1% of my phone because people depend on me to take care of things. Now, I'm not a police officer, but I'm sure that whatever budget this police station has, I know he could have left there with a fully charged taser. A fully charged body camera. Body camera. Right. Okay, he could have left it with a fully charged body camera. Why? Because that really ties him into being accountable and responsible. And his life can depend on it as well because if he's in a situation like this and he ends up killing somebody, I swear I'm to your camera. Man, I didn't have it on. I said, okay, then, well, we're going to charge you with murder. Then he'll think like, damn, I should have brought that camera. I should have turned it on. It's not like... He had a whole lot of stuff going on that day, and he ran, you know, he ran the battery low from all the other incidents he had to record. If he hadn't had anything happen up until that point, he sees this is going to be, you know, when he, when he got out of the car to approach this brother, boop, turn the camera on. Right. The incident didn't last it was an charging. hour. It didn't yeah. last 30 minutes. A minute. It didn't last five minutes. It wasn't Put even the just camera a few minutes. On. Even if it ain't fully charged, it, it, it was charged if he got it that morning. Unless it was your intent right, to do what you did, or if it came to that, that was your way of getting out of it. Okay. 
Exactly. That's but how isn't it amazing that somebody else was filming it? Yeah. At a time when he forgot. It. That's incredibly irresponsible for him to do that. Yeah. And then him not using his taser. Now it's it's, it's two things that I wanna that I wanna talk about. Mm-hmm. Just read more Sean King's. This is something that he said, which is crazy. He 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 used this kind of now. If America's nurses were as nervous and easily frightened as our cops and had the power to shoot people, our national murder rate would skyrocket overnight. Instead, those nurses who see broken men like Thomas every hour of every single day find a way to provide treatment without ever firing a single bullet. Mm. You ever been to an emergency room? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Look at here. Sean King is not lying. Yes, sir. Yeah, because we're going to demanding. Yes. And we can just have a, a, a fingernail paper cut or something like that, and we freaking out. Freaking out, getting everybody cussed out. out. Kind of everything, yeah. you know. Wow. Okay. So. That's tragic, man. So 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 before we move on. So you can't tell your child if you get in trouble, make sure you go find a police officer. Right. But he, he, here's why I wanted to talk about okay. this. So, yeah, he, he's from here, and he got people that he knows. People that. Grew up with him. People that, let me just say it, because it's black coffee, no sugar, black no coffee, cream. Black coffee, no sugar, no cream. Don't Making put no cut excuses. On For him? For him. Hell no, man. That's cut and dry. It don't make no sense. That's what I'm saying. Ain't nothing, it, there's, there's no excuse. That's people. Name one. Give me one excuse. No person, but well, I what, know what, could someone say, what could someone say? I know that's his not defense? his character. That's what he did. We're not talking about what his character, his overall character may be. Or what He's it done like some great be. things. What would you do if you was in that one of my one of my one of my people? I got man, a lot of respect somebody. for. Posted on if. You, you don't know what you would do if you was in that situation until that was the post. Then he went back and said, I'm Watch not- this though. What if it was the same person that, that, that had that post? The question could be asked, what if that was your son? Right. What if that was your wife? Right. You would not have the exact same mindset. If that was, of course you wouldn't, because the thing is, you're not seeing somebody you personally know getting killed. See, this, this, uh, Danny Ray, whatever his name, Danny Ray Thomas, the brother that was shot and killed. See, you don't know him, I don't know him. We don't have a strong uh, spiritual connection to him because we don't know him personally. Right. If you knew him personally, if it was your son, if you thought about it, if everybody that's listening, if you thought about that was your son and that was your daughter, immediately your whole mindset just changed. Yeah. If you watched the video and you just saw your son, your daughter, killed by the police, your mindset would not be exactly the same as it would be right now with Danny Ray Thomas, who you may not have a personal relationship with him. That's the difference. And so you'll make an excuse for somebody who's a police officer to say you don't know what you'll do in that position. But what if that was your son? What if that was your mother who you know wouldn't do anything? She's struggling to get out of the car. And then they shoot her in the head and say, well, I told her to stop. Yeah. And she, she approached, she attacked me, and then I shot her. And you know she had problems walking. She's slow to get out of the car. You know her situation. 
it's not the same as saying or having the same feelings for somebody that we have that we're not as attached to. So for someone to say, you know, you don't know what you're doing you in that situation. Well, you don't know how you feel unless it was somebody you personally knew that was killed. Yeah. So look at both sides. Don't just look at one side and take the side of, okay, you know what? I could see him not, I could see him doing that. I don't know what I'll do. But at the same time, what if it was you? You were stumbling, you know? Somebody could have put something in your drink or something in your food. You could have had food poison and the police tell you to put your hands up and you can't. You bow down, grab your stomach because it's cramping and they shoot you. So I would say all those who, you know, first of all, think about the victim, the person, and you think about his family. Think about the things that he had gone through. And also see in your mind, you could see the video. You could see, wait a minute, he doesn't have a gun that's visible. His clothes is down. What would I do in that situation? More than anything else, I'd laugh and like, man, pull your pants up, man. Come on, what you doing, bro? Come on, bro. Right. What's wrong yeah, with you, man? Yeah. Come on. Come on, man. And if I was afraid, guess what? I'll tase you, then I'll talk to you. Yeah. But I ain't scared of nobody who, you know, a pant. I mean, don't you have some kind of defensive training? You see the man ain't got nothing in his hand, you know he ain't got nothing. You know his pants is down. You see him foaming at the mouth. You see how slow he is. You can look at somebody and tell they slow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Come like, on, man. Yeah. And you talking to him like, man, what's up? Like um, you, like, like you can you can just look hard, and man. see. Man, drugs is a powerful thing, man. You can just look at certain people and be like, man, that you, you know this. Like, them drugs ain't nothing, nothing to play yes, with. That's you know right. what I'm saying? Like, yes, sir. And, and I'm talking, man, people are, man, it's a tough pill to swallow. And, you know, um, I know it's hard and like look, I, I just can't just cause he from here, I, I can't, I can't, I can't ride with it. I can't ride with it. I seen the video, like, nah, he he just like Darren Wilson, he just like anybody else. We gotta push for him to, you know, and I mean he probably gonna get off, you know what I'm saying? That's just the way it works. Well, but we can't I, take the, the life can't be taken back, and no, no matter how no no matter how you train the police officers, you know, how do you train somebody to have a heart or to look at somebody else as a fellow human being? I don't think it's so much as training because they don't. I mean, how many incidents are there of you shooting you know white people by mistake? Yeah. How many incidents are you shooting other cultures by mistake? How is it that? Uh, the only people you'll shoot by mistake are the people who you know not going to do anything but just march and rally and say, you know, shame on you and you shouldn't do it. Yeah, and when y'all went up there to talk to the Bundys about, you know, their their uh, animals grazing on what's called federal land and you went up there, the United States government went up there to demand that he pay this money, he like, hell no, I ain't paying a damn thing. And they were armed, both sides were armed. And, you know, and the, and the, uh, uh, the authorities, so-called authorities, they backed down. Why? Because they know if they knew that if they start shooting, they were gonna be met with something. Right. And to show people ain't that crazy, people don't go to the police station and start shooting. People got good sense. People don't mess with folks who don't know gonna deal with them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people, just, I mean, come on now. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I mean I, you know, and, black, white, or candy stripe, it doesn't matter, man. And, wrong and, is wrong, no matter who's doing. And it. here's the thing. Here's the thing that. 
that when I was watching these these people try to defend it mm-hmm. or even be sympathetic mm-hmm. towards the officer. Yeah. Wow. White people in this community looking at this stuff and basically saying, look at these hypocrites. When Kiwan Carrington got killed, you know, kind of the same way. Walk towards a police officer. Here in town, we was incensed. And we had every right to be. Mm. But a, 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 a mentally depressed man mm. now because he, he family with some of the guys now we, we want to be all sympathetic but we can't have it both ways no and you know it really goes back to us we, we have to take care of our own man we really do yeah. we have to stop leaving our own people just in the streets and wandering the streets you know because we have to we have to take responsibility for what we consider to be our own community. The challenging part is we very seldom own our own community. We don't have an economic base that we can act, you know give our own uh, children jobs. You know, it used to be cedar programs, summer programs. Well, you know, during the summer you'll get a job and that'll prepare you. So one day you'll go work. Right. Somewhere, get yeah, a good job, work gone, there for 20 man. years, yeah. and then retire. You know, and the community was safer. Your children can walk down the street. You can play with uh, the neighbors, and it wouldn't that be a big deal. But when you take away an economic base. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. It becomes really a project or a study, which was a project. They yeah. call it a project. Yeah. It's a study. Cabrini Grain, yeah. So, Champagne, same yeah, thing. Jordan Dorsey, uh, Birch Village, BMK, all that. When you look at all those different things, you know, the people haven't left. They just changed the buildings. Yeah. So, they can, you can dress the buildings up. They can put code violations on there. You can't stand outside long in 15 minutes. Children can only play for five minutes on the playground. You could change all these different laws. But it still does not bring down the crime. It still doesn't bring down uh, uh, the incidents where we still go against each other. We still have a high uh, uh, rate of uh, female-headed households. Yeah. We still have teenage pregnancies. We still have uh, a whole community where we lack the resources to really, uh, man, to gainfully grow and develop. Anytime, you know, you are in a position where you've been working and then your child can get a job and making about the same thing you make and you've been working 10, 15 years, you know, and there's not enough uh, income or resources for you to take care of yourself and then your children, your family members can't wait to leave, you know, and they try to have a separate living away from themselves. The resources are scattered and then everybody is suffering because of lack of unity. Yeah. But then sometimes we as black people, and I've heard people say they talk about Mexicans, man, there's 15 in the house, 12 in the car. I say, yeah, but those 15 in the house, that's 15 incomes making one house note, opposed to 15 of us having, trying to make it in 15 different households with not enough money. So we end up going in debt, not paying for the insurance, not getting the right sticker on the car. So we end up getting caught up in the court and then we'll say, you know, this person against us, this person against us. It is our lack of unity. 
It is our lack of love for each other. It is our lack of knowledge for each other. So it's usually just this man, his wife, his girlfriend, and their family, and they cool. I don't mess with them. I don't mess with them. You know, so you can, you can pick a people off like that. Yeah. You know? And, that, and, 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 and that's why I was like, well, maybe hold off on the apology because you've held everybody accountable. Yeah. In what you've said. You've held the officer, no matter what, no matter where he's from, no matter what color, you've held him accountable. Yes, sir. You've held the people accountable that was laughing at uh, Danny. Mm. You've held people accountable that making excuses for him because he's from here and they know him. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Yes, sir. Because you didn't, you don't, you may have seen him. Mm -hmm. But you probably don't no, I don't know him. I just know who he is. Mm-hmm. I've seen him. Right. You know, I guess, you know, one of one of our guys, wow. one of our guys moved down from the city um, sophomore year, and he said that this guy in particular, you know, pretty much really, you know, what we call D-Riding. You know, he's like, man, this dude used to buy me lunch. You know, this would, this would, this would, our guy, our mm-hmm, guy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, we got people that know him. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things where, nah, man, nah, man, you, you, you know, you, you know, you killing a man with his with his pants down. I don't care if it was a if it was a disturbance with somebody else. Right. He said, "Don't come closer. I'll shoot your ass." Like how you you yeah, know I mean, how you what kind of training is that? Is, is that yeah. your training? And I mean, did the sheriff? He was a deputy, right? He was a deputy, but the sheriff basically let it be known he was issued a cam. He, they, they've had training to de-escalate those situations. He had a tail. So to me, under the bus. To me, that's what I said. The sheriff kind of threw him under the bus. What is, well, I mean, the sheriff's job is to uh, protect the, the organization, force. Yeah. the force. That's his job. He was like, okay, before y'all even come here and start talking about the whole police force, let it be known right now. He didn't do what we trained him to do. Yeah. Just straight, like yeah. hands up. Any issues you may have, right. man, right there, just right. like that. Because he can't come back now. He can't retract that. Right. He Jordan, can, but right. he can't, in, 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 you know, in right. good, good honesty, And that's the whole thing. And that. You know, St. Louis, Mike Brown, they stuck to it. He tried to take my gun. Yeah. You know, Mike Brown wasn't armed. Right. But they had a story. They stuck to it. Yeah. Oh, he tried to take my gun. I felt threatened. You know, George Zimmerman wasn't a cop. Right. You know, he wasn't a cop. And I still say to this day, they overcharged him. You get a manslaughter, he's locked up to this day. But they went first degree murder. Wow. You know, that's just, I'm not a, I'm not a lawyer or, or. Well, that was calculated. It was yeah, planned Yeah, because Barack you know, got involved because he wasn't going to get charged. So yeah. I think Barack was emotional for the people. Like, nah, man, that was premeditated. You know, which it was. But the letter of the law. 
maybe a manslaughter. You know, he he serves some time instead of no time because he gets off with first degree murder. And also, I tell you, you know, in the climate and where we are, we are in a hostile environment. Yeah. Just like um, uh, birth control. Yeah. Man and woman have sex. Woman's on birth control. That sperm's in a hostile environment. That's <laughs> it's trying. That spermicide yeah, it's trying. is designed to kill the sperm. Yeah. So here it is, you know, uh, Margaret Sanger. Her job was to, you know, depopulate or to get rid of black people. She said that. There's no bones about it. That was one of Hillary Clinton's uh, 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 mentors. Yeah. Was somebody she loved so much. You know, it's interesting that black folk love Hillary Clinton, was upset because uh, she didn't win against... Um, uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. And Bill Clinton, man, he put black folks in the worst position than any president has yeah. ever. The three strikes. Yeah. You know, and uh, Hillary Clinton talking about uh, black uh, males are super predators, you know. Yeah. That's amazing. The people we love that gives us absolutely nothing. Yeah. But, you know, my point is we have to be, just have to be aware. So, in this climate, knowing what we know, man, teach your young boys, listen, have your ass in the house at 9 or 10 o'clock. Be in the house before it get dark. Whatever. The goal is to stay alive, man. Yeah, the goal is to be at home be at home in a decent hour, which you should be doing in the first place. If you want to shut the police down, if you don't want nothing to happen to us after it gets dark, don't be out there. Don't be out. Apparently, yeah. we can't do everything everybody else does. Just keep your ass at the house. Get yeah. ready for school or work in the morning. Yeah. Especially, man, if you got children or you're on some kind of career path and you want to do something with your life, go to bed yeah. so you can get up in the morning. Yeah. Teach your children that. If your child is hanging out all night, you can expect things to come out at night when the freaks are out there. Yeah. They always say nothing, nothing good happens past midnight or 1 o'clock or whatever. Listen, you're grown, you can do what you want to do, but these are some of the consequences. Yeah. challenging part is these things are still happening in broad daylight. Yeah. So we have to get involved to have, we can have somebody on the show to talk about how to effectively deal with the police, how to, how to go home at night, because the police want to go home at night, and we want to go home at night. How to show enough respect for the police so he won't feel threatened or won't feel, you know, you know apprehensive or like you're trying to uh, uh, attack him so it gives him no reason to do it, not that someone would need a reason if that's what they have in their mind to do anyway. But anything that comes up that causes a problem with us, we have to address it. And right now, we have to teach or remind our young boys, like, listen, put yourself in a position that you are respected better. Yeah. Yeah. Put yourself in a position that you are respected better. Because people will treat you how you treat yourself. It's not enough to say, man, I can wear what I want to want. I can wear what I want to wear. I can do what I want to do. Okay, well... Don't be so upset if you're getting pulled over all the time or you're not wearing your seatbelt or you don't have insurance or you do have a taillight out or your fender dragging the ground. You can expect to get pulled over. And when you do, there's a greater propensity that they'll find something else. If you don't fix your fender, you probably don't have insurance. <laughs> I talked to a police officer. You know, he was giving a, a couple of young boys a ticket. I said, man, what are y'all doing? They were jaywalking. I said, wow, y'all over here giving jaywalking tickets. And she's with us, ain't got nothing to do with you. I said, well, may I approach you and ask you a question? She said, yeah, go ahead, this woman and a man. I said, well, let me ask you this. Why are y'all giving these boys 
jaywalking ticket. And then she gave me the solution, Champagne Urbana. She said, this, you know, gave me this uh, scenario. She's like, well, if you're a fisherman, you go where you know you're going to catch fish. Mm. I said, do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? You can't get a jaywalking ticket. If you don't jaywalk. If you don't jaywalk. Oh, man, she tripping. Like, Hold on for a minute. Wait a minute. Man, go on to jail. Get your little ticket. Don't cause no scene. Well, hey, what? They're not asking you to do anything unreasonable. She said, Well, we're just going to give them a ticket and we go. They end up going to jail because they did what's called the most. Because they ain't no punks. So they knew they were going to get in. They're going to get back out. They're like, You know, whatever. After they cussed them out and did this and that, they end up. So after I stayed in my little case, I'm like, Hey, that's on y'all. Anything else beyond this? Guess what? I got to make it home at the end of the day. Yeah. Y'all done got y'all a little ticket. I was just asking about it. You got a little citation. Y'all going to escalate it. Now y'all ass in jail. Holler. Right. I ain't come putting no money on your books. Doing none of that. Yeah. So we can educate or continue to remind our people the, the environment and what's going on. You don't have to be doing anything wrong to go to jail or be shot or be killed, but at least increase your chances. Yeah. Yeah. So... Champagne, black coffee. Champagne, no sugar, no cream. Black coffee, no hey. sugar, no cream, man. This is yeah, what's going I might, on locally. Yeah, I might, get a, I might get a call or two. We'll see. Well, anything that'll help if they like, we can. We got a form. Yeah. If they, if you so choose, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we either way, we, we. I mean, man, say it out loud. We black, yeah. and we proud, and we, we honest, yeah. and we proud. However you want to do it, this black coffee, no sugar, no cream. No man. sugar, no cream, and we Ain't no chaser, just straight up. Yeah, yeah. So, Go to Starbucks and get that 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 that. <laughs> That coffee and don't put no crib oil, you be... Shh, man, your eyes will pop open. <laughs> yeah, man, your eyes be so wide, look like somebody put some toothpicks under there. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, we're going to take it on home with this one. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. Happy belated Easter, brother. Man, happy belated Ishtar. Astare. The yeah. god of fertility. Rabbits laying eggs. <laughs> <laughs> News Gazette show laid one on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so concept, man, of Easter and how, you know, the pagan religions and some of the stuff that we do that we don't even question, man. Yeah, man, he died That's, on Friday and three days later, which is a, a Sunday. That was three days later? That's what the, that's what it say, don't it? Like, well, you the PK. Well, man, say? watch this. That don't give me no kind of special card. I mean, he passed on a Friday night and early Sunday morning he rose. That's like a day and a half, but you know, hey, hey. But the whole idea of Easter—it's amazing. The internet, man. You can Google Easter right now, and it goes into. <laughs> I, I did you. You <laughs> nah, got to get a chance. Just check it out. We, that, that'd be for another time. Yeah. And, you know, but just take a good look at. All the things that we celebrate that we have never even questioned at all. I mean, everything from Easter, the fertility god, Ishtar, Astare, and how, you know, the older men would have the little, the little girls would, you know, hide, and then the, man, the men would find them and go have sex with them. This on the internet. Yeah. Just check it out for yourself, opposed to or the, uh, or the Playboy Bunny, Mm-hmm. Easter Bunny, you yeah. know, because they do it like a rabbit, you know. It's it's amazing, and we will celebrate that without asking questions, or we allow. We, we won't speak out against stuff like that. Right. If that is so wrong, speak out against that in defense of what you say is the truth. 
and then have proof, evidence, and facts to back it up because this is what this is. Yeah. Same thing with Christmas, Fourth of July, Valentine's Day, Thanks Valentine's Day massacre. You know, if you look at all these different things, if we touch on them, then we will really save some of that $1.3 trillion that gets sucked out of our pocket every time there's a so-called holiday. They really are holidays because they're empty. They call they hollow days, mm. you know. Right. They're disguised as holy days, but, you know, they usually just suck money out of us. It's yeah. not that it's not, not a holy component to it, but, you know, what does us give, by giving each other gifts and putting lights and stuff up all over the house have to do you know, what we consider to, be, consider to be the birth of Jesus. If I own Amarin, I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. Come on, y'all, more lights. Turn them up. Turn down for what? Turn the knob on high. Wrap them around the house. You know, so. <laughs> but that's another time, man. I'm just, you know. Oh, yes, Lord. indeed. Well, like I said, News Gazette dropped a bomb on Easter. Mm. Uh, Uh-oh. Say it. Jericho Missionary Baptist Church pastor, some of his flock. Mm. Are at odds. Mm. What is flock? Birds? Group of birds? Oh, Lord, have mercy. Bird of a feather. Feather. Flock. Flock. Together. Lord, have mercy. Now, disclaimer. News Gazette, no competition. The only, the only paper in this, I guess, town. You know, Daily Illini is a student-run paper mm-hmm. on the U of I campus. Uh, also News Gazette, no black employees. None? None. Mm. We're not qualified? We didn't apply? Um, I know Channel 3, you know, I, I know some of the TV stations mm-hmm. have some some black anchors. Mm-hmm. Just kind of keep the boat from moving. That makes sense. Um, but maybe we too busy going into sociology or uh, athletic training and educational policy studies. Yeah, whatever that, whatever that is, you know. But no black editor, no black journalist. No black. Nothing? No. Nah, it's on there. You can go there and see who the editor is, assistant editor, president. Nah, ain't going anywhere. You know, but. Uh, we had Black Thought. You remember Black Thought? Yeah, from the roots, yeah. Yeah, we had Black Thought magazine. Y- yeah, Shayla, Shayla, right? Yeah, that's right. And Jamal, yeah, yeah I think. Uh, Coach uh, Ma, uh, not they, not they, not they. What's his name? Jamal who? Uh, Jamal Matuka, now he coaching. He done, he done fell back in, you know. Mm-hmm. No, Jamal, 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 the homie, Jamal, the homie. Man, he's super smart. Yeah, Jamal. And it's the homie. amazing because you know being in a position where you can impact children, you know, when they're very, very, very high on the tone scale, you can really get some information in because yeah. if you're dealing with children on the athletic field, they're doing something in an athletic capacity. That's a lot of passion in there. Yeah. And if you're teaching somebody when they're on a very, very, very high tone scale, they retain it. Opposed to sitting in a class with your head down, listening to some old boring stuff that you don't know what you're going to do anything with. He's in a perfect position in order to teach and train the youth in an area where they will look at him. They, they will look at him eye to eye as an authority figure, as a, a figure that cares, 
and he tell them to do something, they will try their best to do it. It's amazing because that's the role of a father. A father is one who will take you farther or further. The same thing you do with your children, the same thing I do with mine. Same thing uh, like a, a Verdell, you know. I'll listen to some of the things that he say. I mean, Verdell, with Verdell, Jones, Verdell, Verdell Jones Jr.'s father. The third no, father. The third. Yeah. And there's no, there's no coincidence, you know, that he's in sales. Because, man, Verdell, <laughs> he could sell a drowning man water. <laughs> he could be choking on sand and he'll say you some sand, you yeah, know. Man. But Verdell, well, what he would do is, I don't care what he was working on, he would really go so deep into understanding everything is to know about it. And he would put it in such a format and it would just flow Man, here, have you reaching for your check? You know you ain't got the money in there because you know you'll make the money before your check is clear. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I really learned from, you know, Verdell, you know, in Dallas, you know, and his uncle. I never forget that, you know, Nikkei or the, or the Magnus or something like that. And now Magnus are like global all over the place. Yeah. Everybody's talking about doing Magnus and stuff like that. But yeah. just a shout out to him, man, but just, just as a coach. Yeah. That's such a wonderful, I mean, you, you are the father, or you can help so many different uh, young boys to go further by being in the position of a coach. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's the only father figure that some of our, uh, say, young black males, but some of the males have, because, you I mean, black, brown, red, yellow, white, just mostly in champagne, you know, little black and white children who may not have a father around to teach them certain things. So I think that's good, and I think that's really good. So. Yeah. So, so old Jamal and them in Black Thought Magazine, I yeah. think uh, so, Dan so, yeah. uh, Walker, was, he was helping out. I think he had bought it from them. But uh, us not having our local perspective on what's going on, then that will subject us to whatever whoever says. And that's what it is. We can yeah, come man, back and just like exactly on a, uh, what's as an afterthought, like, hey, you know what they said? They said, they said, they said, you know. So someone else will get the word out about what's going on in our community. Right. So. So let's get to it. Yes, sir. All right. So, what? So, so the reason why I mentioned that they don't have any black um, representation. Mm-hmm. You talking about Jericho, right? No, I'm talking about News Gazette. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, we we podcasting. Okay. We yes, want sir. people to listen. Yes, sir. Just like they want to sell papers. Yes, sir. So if some legal stuff is going on mm-hmm. and Sunday is the most circulated day. That's paper day. Sales flyers. Yes, sir. Right, right. Menards. Menards, Lowe's. Lowe's yeah, Home Depot, yeah. Um, Myers, yep. Walmart, yep. Target. Yes, sir. Disclaimer. I only subscribe, I get the paper mm-hmm. only on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, first, okay, I'm going to hold my thought there. Okay. Jericho Missionary Baptist Church and their pastor. Some of the flock are at odds. Mm. So. These are the members of the church. Members, yeah. So. The flock. So, I made some notes. You can hear the papers. I printed it up, made some notes. <laughs> so. Basically, some lawsuits have been filed. Um, Shout out to Janice Mitchell, you know, pillar of the community. Okay. She's been a 30-year member of Jericho Church. Mm -hmm. 
She got notified four months ago that her membership was being terminated and she'd face arrest if she ventured back on the premises. Wow. Ten other members. Uh, uh, um, received similar notices by a law firm representing the church pastor, Lakeva Johnson. Three church, current church trustees and the church itself. Mm. So, um, basically, when you uh, file lawsuits, I guess that becomes accessible information. News Gazette got wind of that information. Mm-hmm. I text you on Sunday. <laughs> I said I'd like to get Pastor Johnson on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he from Cleveland, Mississippi. Okay, I'm that, back crooked letter. Yeah, you from Jackson area. <laughs> My daddy from Greenville. Three, con- two and a half Mississippians. Mm-hmm. I grew up here, but my daddy from Greenville, Mississippi. You from about Jackson area. He from Cleveland. Cleveland is Highway sixty one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I said no. I'm not even going to contact him. One because he did not talk to the News Gazette, so he's not talking. And two, uh, we ain't, in two years, mm-hmm. man, come on on, come on to the podcast, because we're going to be large like that. You're going to come on. Mm-hmm. But in episode 11, maybe it was a reach. Yes, sir. You know, that was just how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, but just let me go to some points that I want to talk about. Um the turmoil dates back to 2014. Mm-hmm. They developed concerns about Johnson's credentials and hired a lawyer to help them investigate, according to the lawsuit. Okay, mm-hmm. I find that interesting. Okay. Okay, based on this same article, he was hired as a pastor in 2009. Okay. He later led the congregation in the purchase of its current site at 1601 Bloomington Road. Okay. I went on the county assessors. They closed on it July of 2010 for $675,000. Oh, okay. So he got hired in 09. They moved into a building in 2010. Mm-hmm. So the first, the first, um, basically the first, uh, the turmoil dates back to 2014. Okay. So he was in there for five years mm-hmm. before members started questioning things. Mm-hmm. I find that kind of odd. So you think something must have happened? Yes. He pissed somebody off. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's me. I he pissed it. somebody off. I mean, something had to happen in order for that to look back yeah. at a history. Yeah. It's kind of like forensics or, you know, pathology. You know, something happens. They're like, wait a minute. He killed how many people? Let's take a look and see what led up to this. Yeah. So what led up to this? Well, well first of all, what happened? What, what, what currently right now in the news was happening? Like, who wants to do what? If, 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 if there's a group that's saying he's there, I mean, he what, falsified his credentials. Falsified credentials. And this is coming up five um, years after he's been there. Yeah, for 2014. It says the turmoil started in 2014. Okay. Um, 
four years ago, okay? Yeah. Now, uh, what started? What, what's, what's the turmoil? What do they call in turmoil? Okay. Um, it says... Is, is money missing? They're claiming money's missing. They're behind okay. the mortgage payments. Okay, they're behind. Uh, who, who, who holds the mortgage? Do you know? Busey Bank. All right, I shop at Busey. I like Busey Bank. Yeah. All right, they hold a mortgage. Whose name is on title? Jericho Missionary Baptist Church. It's an LLC or it's a nonprofit? On, on the assessor's site. There's no name listed. It just said Jericho Missionary Baptist Church. Okay. I looked it up and I did you that on purpose. I got you. Because I knew my brother <laughs> would ask. I wanted to know. Yeah. I want to know. Who it's a Jericho Missionary Baptist okay. Church. Okay, okay, okay. 675000 July 2010. Okay, gotcha. Now, it's tax pu- exempt. It's public information. Tax exempt. Okay. Yeah, public okay. information. Okay, okay. Hmm. That being the case, it doesn't show who's the owner. It was no. the church's the owner. Yeah, the church. And the LLC, just like any uh, uh It protects entity. individuals. Well, it's a fictitious entity that represents, you know, enti- I mean, individuals. Right. You know, like Florida Roof Enterprise. If Florida Roof Enterprise is run by me, but hey, you, if you sue Florida Roof, okay, that's cool. We got insurance right. handle that. You're not going right. to take my personal stuff. It's right. an entity. Exactly. It's acting exactly. as its own fictitious right. entity. Right. So this fictitious entity is run by a board of directors. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Um, according to court documents, locks were changed twice on doors by battling factions. Disputes have continued over actions taken at two meetings. Payments on the church mortgage have at some point fell in the arrears. Um, it says, and it, and it mentions names. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, they're, they're um, questioning his credentials. Then uh, it wasn't just credentials that caused um, a, a man named Holcomb, Holcomb in efforts to become concerned according to the lawsuit from 88 to 2015, there have been regular quarterly business meetings and reports that were submitted by Holcrum, then also the church treasurer and Danny Mitchell, then church financial secretary with the help of church's former accounting firm, Kemper CPA Group of Champaign, the lawsuit says. But in recent years, concerns developed about management and finances of the church. The deacons' dismissals and the failures of the church to publish continued quarterly reports or equivalent reports to the members. Three days after the 2015 suspension letters to Johnson, an emergency church meeting said to be directed by Johnson was called and resulted in the dismantling and dismissal of the deacon board, which included Holcomb, Danny Mitchell, Robert Sally, Joe Lewis, and Leroy Bowdry, along with the dismissal of Holcomb and Mitchell from their fiscal positions and the termination of Kemper services, according to the lawsuit. So here's my thing. I tape council meetings. Okay. Okay. Um, now, can you say this part? Yeah. Okay. They vote on things okay. all the time, mm-hmm. and members that aren't present, they pass things that when members aren't present, mm-hmm. you just don't get to vote. Okay. So it's a majority vote win. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and that's an established, and that's part of the Robert's Rules of Orders, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and they are governed by that. I don't know if that's governed by it or it's just a courtesy. Yeah, I don't know. But whatever it is, they've agreed that we vote on it. If you're not here, you just don't get a vote. You just don't get to vote. You don't have people getting locked out of this. Uh, that's what I'm assuming. You don't have you, you don't have the same thing that's going on right now at Jericho, right? Where 
somebody can change your locks. There's a dispute yeah. over who actually owns or runs yeah. the church, who has the authority. Of course, you don't have that, that in the uh, city council meeting because it's a structure. Yeah. It's set up. It's bigger than any one individual. And our taxpayer money goes to take care and facilitate whatever is necessary, you know, to help the citizens, I guess, um, live together peacefully in a lawful manner. Right. Here's an issue with this. So the law has been called into the church. Yeah. In 1800, 1802, yes, I Thomas know. Jefferson. I knew you was getting, yes, thank you. But, <laughs> but I, I, I was, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. I know exactly where you're going. Let's do it. I'm just talking about the separation of, of church, church and, and state. state. Exactly. Now, it's amazing that this was 1802. But before that, I'm gonna get to right, let me get the year here because here it is. Black people in 2018, listen to this now, in 2018, arguing over something that we didn't set up. Here it is. Many early immigrant groups that traveled to America to worship freely, particularly after the English Civil War, there's religious conflict between France and Germany. All right. Now, let me read what they said here. They said they included nonconformists like the Puritans, who were Protestant Christians fleeing religious persecution from the Anglican Church of England. Despite a common background, the group's views on religious tolerance were mixed, while some, such as Roger Williams of Rhode Island and William Penn of Pennsylvania, ensured the protection of religious, religious minorities within their colonies. Others, like the Plymouth Colony and Massachusetts Bay Colony, had established churches. Now, we can go on and on and on and on. Now, the reason why we worship the way we worship is because we've never gotten past what we were not offered, but what was forced upon us upon our arrival here. We were made what our slave masters were. Since we were three-fifths of a human being, whatever your slave master was, that's what you became. So if your slave master was an atheist, you're an atheist. If he was a Christian or called himself a Christian, you were a Christian. So here it is. Years and years and years after we are so-called free, we are the only group of people that still struggle to follow the religion, that religion, a way of life that was forced upon us during our uh, oppression. Yeah. We are arguing and fighting over something that we do not even understand. That's why we keep having these little battles. You're going to separate the church from the state. But God is supposed to be over it all. Yeah. So here it is. You, you have a right to uh, worship or express or freely express your religious thoughts and beliefs. And there was a wall that was invisible wall that was supposed to be built to separate the church from the state. That way, the government, Congress, Constitution could not tell you how to practice what you said you believed in. So. Here we are, black folks, in the news, and the only newspaper that would even, that, I mean, we don't have a local newspaper that would even get a different perspective on it, but we are arguing over something that we really don't understand and didn't even set up. Yeah, so I have to get, we, we have to take a look at that because we have to view why we do what we do. Now, 
with that, we can go ahead and fast forward. We can come up to the issue of what, what's the system of checks and balances in the church? Because it is a business. I don't care what nobody say. You have money coming in, you pay some bills, and there's something left over. Yeah. That's a business. Even yeah. if it's a nonprofit business. Business means how you do things. So, how is it that the church is behind on the bill? And who's ultimately responsible? Because there's no man named Jericho that's got <laughs> a business or a job. So, somebody has to be ultimately responsible for this. Yeah. And when you pull the state into the church and you got money coming in, that, that, that blurred line gets pretty sharp when you start talking about if you got income, now you got to pay income tax yeah but but they are church so and that's that's on the assessors they don't pay property taxes well they don't pay property taxes but whomever is getting let's say about it, whoever is getting a salary is their salary tax yeah it gotta be yeah it doesn't have to be now well if it's I'm not asking. for profit i don't know well even in non-for-profit the people who work for non-for-profit when you receive an income you got to pay income on it you got to pay taxes on the yeah. income that you receive yeah. they give you a w-2 or a 1099 Whatever money you make, you have to pay taxes on it. So my question is, whoever the pastor is, he receives money, or does he receive an allowance where yeah, all of his bills are paid, and his mortgage and his phone, everything that's uh, required or necessary for him to you know, remain in the capacity to help to read and study and bring the word of God. That's fine. All right. Let's, let, let, let's and, and, of course, we don't know all that. We don't, but just yeah, yeah, yeah. We just it needs it out to be. There, yeah, it has to question. be. Yeah, that's all. It's black yeah. coffee, no sugar, sugar no cream. cream. So know. let's let's attack his credentials or lack thereof. Okay, what's the credential? You know, I gotta say credential. Like, like, what's your job description? Right. Like, what do you what do on your do, job? What do you do on your job? You, right. you, you, what do you do? I'm a video producer. Okay, so what are your credentials? So if you, uh, you're applying for a job. Yeah. What, what are your credentials? You're going to apply for a job. They want to know what can you do. What do you do? Yeah, I'm a podcaster. Nah. Okay. No, nah, I, got, I, got, I got experience in, in camera operating, setup, sets, okay. uh, uh, audio boards, video boards. Um, right now I have experience with customer service. I deal with professors. I deal with students. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, those are my credentials. Those are your credentials from the word crederare. It means to trust. Yeah. Credit, like your credit report is a picture of how you pay your bills. Yeah. And your job description is how you would do your job. Yeah. So it's quite obvious that somebody's paying you to do a good job. You're doing it well. And it's obvious that you have the credentials to do the job. Yeah. What are the credentials so necessary? That's why I wanted, that's why I was looking forward to this. To be in so, his position. Okay, and now, okay, I'm, I'm about to read it. Yes, sir. He was hired as pastor at Jericho Missionary Baptist Church in 2009. Okay. A year later, led the congregation to purchase of his current site. Okay. Um, he held positions in the Champaign School District and recently got involved. This is a key. Recently got involved to begin a charter school on the city's north side. We got to go back to that. Oh, Okay got to go back to yeah. that. And, and a lot of people ain't really talking about that. Okay. So we got to go okay. back to that. Okay. This is okay. going to be a long podcast, but we got to wow. talk about that. Okay. The date of Mississippi. 
Johnson is the son of a preacher, was licensed, ordained to preach in 1999, according to information about him on the church's website. Three years ago, Diana Lennox, urban attorney hired by Alcrum and other deacons at, at, at the time, wrote a letter outlining her efforts to verify Johnson's credentials, saying she'd been given what purports to be a certificate of license and certificate of or, ordination signed by two clergymen. One of them is deceased, mm-hmm. she reported learning. The son of the other spoke for his hard of hearing dad and told Lennox that at no time did his father ever witness or sign any license or certificate of ordination for a person named Lakeby C. Johnson. It goes on to say that a Missouri bishop listed Johnson as a reference, listed by Johnson as a reference, also said he hadn't provided any credentials for Johnson, and that bishop in turn referred to her to another bishop who months later hadn't got back to her. Mm-hmm. They wrote him a letter. Halkerman Danny Mitchell, then church deacon, wrote him a letter informing him he was officially suspended pending receipt of legally documented findings regarding his credentials. And then Mm. I put a note, but he was hired in 2009. Yes. No individual organization, institution, school, or church, current or defunct, will validate their signature or knowledge of Lakeby C. Johnson Sr.'s credentials in reference to theological education, ministerial licensing, and ordination by any board group or pastors. The university Johnson said he attended, however, did verify his educational credentials for the News Gazette. Johnson holds a bachelor's degree in religion from Liberty University and a master's in Christian ministry leadership from Liberty's Baptist Mm. Theological Seminary, according to the institution's alumni office. Mm. Now, you a PK. Uh Uh-oh. You a PK. PK means a preacher's kid. Yeah. Or a pastor's kid. Pastor's kid. Now, pastor. I like, yeah, it's a difference. It, it is a difference between preaching a, and pastor. That's right. A preacher is one who will be considered to deliver the word of God. Yeah. They study, they pray, they fast, they read the scriptures that they know for certainty is the word of God. And they go into it, they parse, they mean they define the words, look them up, and help those who normally wouldn't read, don't know how to read. Because there was a time when Black folks couldn't read the Bible. Women couldn't read the Bible. So they would appoint certain people to read the Bible and give them an interpretation that would keep them in a certain state. The word pastor comes from the Latin word pastere, which means uh, like a pastor, like a pastor that a, a sheep will go to to graze or like a herd. So in a pastor, animals graze on uh, grass or the roots or hay, and they grow and develop, and they uh, they just they know they just grow and develop and mature. And what a pastor does, he gives the word of God. He gives the word of God to the sheep, who grow and develop spiritually, mentally, financially, politically, socially. That's his whole job is to help those who uh, are underdeveloped. Ooh, now let me let me piggyback off of what you just said, and it makes so much sense. Yes, sir. Champagne is a shithole. Oh Lord, you gonna put that in the same paragraph yeah. with the pastor? Yes, and the church yes, and, the and, and here is why. Here is why. <laughs> here is why. Because Mount Olive, Jericho, Pilgrim. Just to name a few that have had to replace long tenured pastors 
And what have they done? Ricky Parks, good man, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Mount Olive's pastor, Peoria. Lakeevy Johnson, Mississippi. Mm. So, Savage, Keaton, uh, uh, Baker, I think, mm. at Jericho. What you say? Or you, or you develop mm -hmm. and send them out to grow, to and, grow develop. and develop. Right. And when you grow and develop, you you'll should, be able to you see. Should, you'll be able to see, and we should not have to go to Arkansas, Peoria, and Mississippi That's for a, a successor. You know what? That's interesting because when you plant one tomato seed, it produces more than one tomato. That's what pastors should be doing, when right? You, when, you're, when you plant one watermelon seed, many watermelon seeds grow if... That seed is put in a good soil. Right. Now, a pastor knows that as he scheduled, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that talked about the parable of the sowers. This man goes out to sow seeds. He throws them all over the place. Yeah. Some lands on the sidewalk, some in shallow ground, some among the thorns, and some in good soil. This is just from my father. Brother, you know, I've heard this for a long time, so it's just it just kind of comes out of me, you know. So the seed that lands on the sidewalk, it cannot grow. It cannot, it cannot develop because grow. it has no roots. Yes. Then the seed that's in a little shallow soil is going to grow so much just a little bit, but it never produces anything. It doesn't reproduce after itself. A watermelon seed goes down, a little spread goes up, but it's not enough root for it to produce. Then there's seed that lands among the thorns or the briars. It grows, but the thorns choke it out to keep it from producing. Then there are seeds that land in good ground. The seed is good, and the ground is good and it produces the way it's supposed to. Some one, some seven, some 10, some 100. So what the pastor has to do. Come on. The pastor has to be a good shepherd of the flock. He has to know his flock. He has to be willing to give his life for the flock. He has to be an example for the flock and he has to share with the flock what has made him grow and develop and be successful. So the shepherd would share experiences from his life to lead, teach, and guide the flock. Not all of them will follow him, and not all of them will see the word in the same way. So the same way that the seed goes into the ground, the word goes into the mind. There are some, once they hear the word, they're like, oh, my God, he, he, man, it was wonderful. Man, it was good church. What did he preach yeah. about? I don't know. Boy, but he threw down. He, he was hooping. Shallow. He was hooping. He was hollering. Got everybody excited. What did you learn? What scripture you come out of? What did he talk about? You can't tell him. Why? It's not so much that the word wasn't good. It's just whatever was going on with the soil and the mind. It didn't take root. You're going about your business. But there's sometimes in the same, and these are all people in the same congregation. It's not just in the so-called church. It's in every organization. When the seed goes in, and it has some soil. So you hear the word and you go a little bit. But if you don't read and study for yourself, you're not going to grow and develop. Yeah. And then there are some who hear the word 
It sounds good. They love it. They read and study it. They begin to grow and develop, almost about to break out or have their breakthrough, and the cares of the world pull them down. They used to smoke. Now, the friends that used to smoke, bring them back in. They used to drink. Bring them back in. The cares of the world choke out the life, and they never grow and develop into what they were born to be. They're aimlessly wandering around trying to figure out, what am I supposed to do when they're still attached to the old? Then there are those who, after hearing the word, it goes in good. They listen to it. They grow it and develop within themselves, and you can see the change in their lives. We can see the change in people's lives based on what they think, how they think, and how they produce. Now, the role of the church, the church should not be fighting amongst themselves. The church is supposed to grow and develop the underdeveloped. Yeah. Why is it now that there's an issue with a man's credentials after you've already hired him for the job? Point blank, period. That's, that's what I, that's one of my talking points. It should not be, it should not? not be up for discussion. You Why had not? a chance to question the credentials, you know, and, and, and I don't, I don't go to church no more. You know, here's, here's my take and what I believe happened. When churches are looking for a new lead for new leadership, mm-hmm. They bring multiple preachers in, okay. and they have their Sunday. Okay, they interview them. Interview them. Mm-hmm. Let the congregation, let the people. Let like any job, I guess. Yeah. Position. Okay. And in this my in good. my estimation, mm-hmm. he probably set the church on fire. He lit it up, didn't he? He lit it up okay. like the 4th of July. Yeah. Fired up. Okay. And they felt good. And they wanted it. Because in order for them to feel good, they may, probably they were not spiritually fed and the grass they had been grazing on wasn't green. So he comes along, he presents a greener grass, he had to show them, he had to sell them, not sell them, but he'll sell them on a vision. This is where I'm going. I want want to be the pastor of this church. Pick me. We will go here, here, and here. He may not say that, but we are an emotional people. Yeah. And you can get us riled up. I'm not saying that's what happened, but right, you, you made exactly. a good point. Something had to happen for him to convince the church to hire or to accept him as a pastor. That's my. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I think. That's and he got I'm, the job. And he got the job. And he did the job for a week, a month, two months, six months, a yeah. year, two years, two three years. years, four years, five years, five years, and after five years, after. On your job right now, because we got to hit home. Yeah. If somebody came to you, the people that hired you, come to you like, you know what? You. you don't have the credentials for this. They say, wait a minute, I'm doing it. What are you talking about? I don't have the credentials. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's probably what my man said. Yeah. Like, He's like, where is this coming yeah, from? Yeah, where is this coming from? How dare you? Exactly. How dare you? I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. I done came all the way from Mississippi or wherever I'm I came. I'm uprooted. I done changed I'm life. I've been here five yeah. years. I got a house. I got a family. Yeah. I got this. I'm I got a this. job in, in, in uniform yeah. school, so Come I'm on. just not coming to the office and yeah. I need 10 people to give me $100 to pay for my salary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, you know, if the church has 
if he's sustained with the help of others, the church for five years, they've been there for five years. That says, I don't know what kind of right. situation has been in, but if they've been there for a year, they were successful for a year, two years, three years, five years. The average marriage don't last two to three years. <laughs> if you go into business, it's highly unlikely that you will fail. It's highly likely that you will fail in the first year yeah. or two to three years yeah. in business. Yeah. So for you to go five years, that is a degree of success. Yeah. I don't know him. I don't know him either. I mean, I've met him, but I don't know him. I don't attend church. I, you say it like you're proud. But anyway. I am. Well, based I, on I, this. I, 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 that, that's fine. Each his own. That's good. Cause, no, I'm, I'm saying that because I, I listen to church on, uh, on my, what you call it, on my phone. I listen yeah, to my yeah. brother in yeah. uh, Mount Vernon in Indianapolis. Okay. I listen to um, Joe Osteen. This is in, uh, why Wisconsin. this is why I wanted so, to talk about this because uh, I knew your perspective <laughs> was going to be awesome. I don't know about awesome. Yes. I just know that I have not given up on the church. That's what as I'm, much as yes, yes, yes. I don't put stock into this man telling me what he sees when I know how to read and write myself. Okay, I got you, and and. And yeah. I do believe that anyone can be questioned on what they do. Okay. Now, I, now, yeah, I like this. If he's doing something that's outside of what he's supposed to do, yeah, go to him, like Tony Braxton said, just be a man about just it. Just be a man about it. Or a woman about a woman, it. Yeah. Man, a woman, yeah. a man with a womb. Okay. So be a respectable person. Go to this person say, listen. Because first, the person has to do something over a protracted period of time in order for you to even question them. Like, okay, you know what? We missed the mortgage. What's going on? Right. And, and that is fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So he should have a, I mean, the, the reason is, whatever he says, like, okay, this is how much money we brought in. We don't have enough money to pay them all. Okay. Is this the first mortgage we missed? Open the books. We need an audit, an internal audit. The members of the church. Churches have to have business meetings. Why? They're investing their money in the growth and development of the church. You have a right to say where your money goes. Yeah. So whenever I pay my tax, I have a right to say, hey, y'all need to get that pothole fixed. Why? Because I help pay for that. Yeah. Y'all need to go ahead and get on that. Why? Because yeah. you work for me. Why? Am I, I'm paying your salary. Right. So don't get no attitude with me. I just gave y'all a raise. I'm calling you. Depending on how you look at yeah, it. Yeah, I'm calling you. Yeah. But in fairness, you ask the pastor, well, what's going, or, or whoever controls the finance in the church, the trustees or the financial uh, committee, we missed the payment. Okay, it takes 30 days to have a late payment. Go on the credit report. Yeah. After 16 days, there's a late fee. Late but fee. after 30 days, it's reported late. So you knew we didn't have the money to pay this mortgage. Whoever pays it, they should be good stewards of the church's money. If you know we don't have the money, we can raise a collection to come up with the money so we, we won't put the church in jeopardy. We won't waste these five years that we've been taking care of this. I can understand there's some concern if the bills are not being paid. I don't, however, see the rationale in saying he does not have the credentials after he already has the job for five years. That part, I do not understand. Yeah. If he's late on the bills or whomever is taking care of that, that has to be investigated. Yeah. 
And there has to be some transparency there because if you pay your money, you have a right to question where your money's going. Yeah, 100%. So what's the, what's the argument? Because by the time people get a lawyer, they've reached the point where they can no longer sit as uh, fellow believers talking across to each other in a civilized manner. So before it goes to blows, <laughs> they get their own independent lawyer and they actually invite the state into the, the church. church. Now, here's my thing. We have many churches mm -hmm. in this community, mm -hmm. black churches. Yes, sir. If they are unhappy, mm -hmm. if they don't want to follow that leadership, mm -hmm. why don't they just go somewhere else? Because they have invested. They're there. Their family's there. That's where they pay their tithes. That's where they come sweep, mop, dinners. They're not church. We're waking up. We're not the same old slaves where slave master picks somebody to go out there and hoop and holler and say a couple of things. We jump up and down. We're questioning things now. Okay. Black folks are not as sleep as we used to be. We're, we're not dreaming and just, well, you know, whatever the pastor say, you know, it must be true. He a man of God. We don't do that like that anymore. There used to be a time you have a whole lot of young folks in the church, in the choir, BTU, Sunday school, all of that because there was always something for them to do. Whether they understood it or not, it was recreation, it was fun, it was something to do. Now, when You're you look at about the church. Yourself, ain't you? Yeah, oh yeah, we had always something <laughs> to do. Man, BYPU, man, Old Testament, you know, 39 books in the old, 27 in the new, we had to run them all, man. You know, and it was fun for us, you know. <laughs> and when it was Easter time, all we knew was, we getting dressed up, Easter egg hunt. We're going to find somebody, fill on them, and kiss them. We knew that's <laughs> <laughs> Black coffee. I mean, that's, that's what it was. We, I mean, we, had, I mean we, we just had fun. Yeah. We didn't question it. We didn't have an internet. We didn't have a Google. We couldn't get Google with it where we can Google. Like, wait a minute, what is Easter? We were not asking these different questions, you know? When Christmas came around, we knew we were going to get something. Birthday came around, we were going to get something. Valentine's Day, you know, you find somebody you like. Do you like me? Yes or no? Yes, no, maybe. Circle one. You know, it was just part of the culture we grew up in. But we are growing out of ignorance. We are asking questions now. So you can't just, you know, just say something and we believe it anymore. It's, it, it's not working out like that. Yeah. That's why the church... All organizations, I don't care what it is, church, mob, church, mob, synagogue, I don't care what it is, losing the youth. Yeah. Yeah. You're losing the youth. Why? Because you can't even explain some of the things that you do. I got a cousin active in, in, in the church I belong to, mm -hmm. active. Mm -hmm. Announcements. Mm -hmm. So I get a call a couple of Fridays ago from my mama. Yeah, such and such done left Salem. Mm. I say it's Salem. Huh? Don't mention your name. No. Yeah, I was like, huh? Mm. Why? Well, I said, well, maybe she ain't getting fed. And you know, that's one of the number one reasons the flock leaves the pastor. They've grazed on this land. There's nothing fresh. There's nothing new. And the only thing that's keeping them inside that same field is a fence. If there's no fence, they'll go to greener pastures. Yeah. So, so one of the number one reasons that people leave a church hop or they call church jockeys, they go from church to church to church, they're looking for a spiritual home. And since we've never had any other alternatives, all we know is 
church, this church or that church, this church or that church. And when you begin to explore other things, you know, like a mosque, like, man, why y'all over there, man? You don't, you, you, you ain't with Jesus. Wait a minute. You've been to three different churches in four different years. Right. And, and no disrespect, some of these names mentioned in these lawsuits, I know for a fact, have been in different churches. Don't say it. Don't say the name. Don't and say the name. you know uh-uh. a couple of uh-uh. them. You cut some heads. What? what? But you ain't cut hair in years right. full time, so right. that, that ain't going to give none of them away. But 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 no, so um, but it wasn't true. My cousin didn't leave. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I said, you need to understand what just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, my phone blowing up because... The rumor, but you under gotta understand, you pretty much letting it be known indirectly that you may not be feeding the flock. When the flock is fed and properly taken care of, there's no reason to leave. There's always a reason for something. Yeah. If you keep the grass where it's supposed to be. And you're sharing whatever wealth you get back with the flock. See, the shepherd shears, you mentioned cutting hair. Yeah, yeah. The shepherd provides the grass for the sheep. The sheep graze and the sheep is protected by the shepherd. When the sheep begins to grow in the wool, the shepherd comes with his uh, 76ers, clippers. Oh, yeah, that's them, that's them big boys. And he cuts the wool off of the sheep. He uses that wool from the sheep takes it to the market, sell it to buy more pasture, more land, so they can graze better. So the pastor's job is to keep expanding from what he gets from the sheep to take care of the sheep. So a good pastor, as he grows, the church grows, the flock grows, and they grow and develop, and he protects the flock. He keeps the wolves out. He keeps the hypocrites out. And he empowers the sheep and the people and then knowing how to protect themselves by doing what? Teaching them what he knows. He doesn't want them on him like a slave. He wants them to grow and develop and teach and train them because right now if something happens to the shepherd, if there's not a system in place that's bigger than the shepherd, then all the sheep will die once they eat whatever they have that's available. So systems have to be in place. In place, and they're not. So even right now, if the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan left, there's already a system in place. Yeah, light skin. To keep things going. Not a person. Yeah, well, there are systems in place. Yeah, I got you, I got you. Yeah, there are, there are. In the United States of America right now, if something happened with Donald Trump, the whole system doesn't shut down. No, it doesn't. There's a system in place where there's somebody else next who's going to continue on with the Constitution that's set up by the United States of America. The United Nation of Islam, we have a Constitution. Churches have Constitutions. Why? Because the church is bigger than one person. Yeah. So if something happens with um, Bishop Long, the church still goes on. You don't hand it off to your wife. You don't hand it off to your children. This is not like the Queen of England where it stays in the bloodline unless they are there in the capacity to help 
the organization, not, be, not just because it's the bloodline, but when you get started, sometimes that's the only people that'll help you get started It's the people in your family. Yeah. But it grows beyond that. And somebody may qu- more qualified will come along that'll do a better job than your, uh, uh, than, than your blood. Yeah. So the organ- no one is bigger than the organization. No one organ is bigger than the organism. As important as your heart is, your toenail. If they got into an argument right now, your heart could say, well, I'm the heart. I'm more important because I keep blood running all over the place. All you do is you're just a toenail. You let somebody get a pair of pliers and snatch that toenail, you'll have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> so everything has a part to play yeah. in the body. Yeah. So what's going to become of this? I don't know, but I do. I did want to come back Mm-hmm. To you think we can get an interview with the uh, what's the brother's name? Lakeva Johnson. Yeah, you think we can get him on? We could. Or uh, what's her name? Janice Mitchell. Somebody. Or somebody. Reach out to both of them. They can be right here. No, nah, I don't want that. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> they fighting in court. Well, I ain't trying to be. Well, black coffee. No sugar, no cream. What's wrong with us? Bringing our brothers and sisters together in a spirit of atonement, reconciliation, and responsibility so that we won't air our dirty laundry in the court. What white church? It's too late. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Because that's, I wanted to talk about this because it's so much to unpack. And, you know, people's like, the news gazette is wrong. It's like, no. How are they wrong? It's it's called if if we playing basketball, this is called an alley oop. Mm. They threw the News Gazette the alley, and the News Gazette just dunked it. And the dunk was so thunderous, they printed it on Ooh. Easter Ooh-wee. Sunday. Wow, now see that's tall. That's super tall because Easter is one of the biggest events that goes on in the church. Yeah, I mean no other organization in Champaign. It's going to have the same impact as the church. Yes. That's, that's the Easter. That's, that's the risen, you know. So, so that's you why. Can't, you can't blame them because that's that, what they do. You can't Fine. blame them. And the they same don't way have, you can't blame black coffee, no sugar, no cream for talking about something that we, if we didn't know about it, if y'all didn't let it get out. Yeah. We wasn't we looking through the window with right. our hands on the side like this. No. Nah. And so, so coming back to the News Gazette and why I said, He also got involved with the efforts to begin a charter school on the city's north side. Mm -hmm. The charter school is government funded. They need is is government funded. Okay, but they they sat before the board and had a proposal. Basically, our African American, our black kids, fifty four percent of them are reading below grade level. Wow. So. That's a high number. Yeah, more than half. So. 54%. 54%. So they're pretty much saying, give us our kids. Give us a number of our kids. We'll go ahead and be responsible for teaching them what they need. Okay. We'll put the school not too far from the love corner. Okay. And we'll 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 gr- bear the grunt 
getting our, our black kids at or above grade level. Wow. But we need some of this money that the state is giving you. Which is our money. Which is our money. Yeah, that's part of our money. Yeah. To do it. Okay. Well, so and how's that going? Uh, they, they did the proposal. I got to follow up. Okay. So okay. He, he's on that. You know, that so, says a lot about him already. Yeah. For a black man to come do something in a town he didn't grow up in. Yeah. That says something about us who are here, who see it, either don't care or don't know what to do or too busy doing something else. For him to come, recognize something needs to be done, and then start doing something. How long has he been here? Probably since five years. Yeah. Let's say nine years. years. Let's say nine years. He's been here for nine years. Yeah. It's amazing because there are some of us who've been here for generations. Yeah, including you're looking at one. Been here for generations. Yeah. But for him to come to see a need and begin to go to work to fulfill a need, I mean, all things work together for good. For all those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose, his righteous purpose. So it doesn't matter who does it, but whoever does it, we are obligated to help him in whatever capacity because if we don't help the so-called underprivileged children, they're going to influence ours. Yeah. And if one is underprivileged, all of our children are underprivileged because we're all tied in together. Because if we get pulled over, we're not asked to see, hey, let me see your license registration, and I need to know if you are, your children are underprivileged. I need to know if you're a Christian. I need to know if you're a Muslim. I need to know your religious background, none of that. So we have to take responsibility. If someone comes along to shame us into doing something that we know we should have done, we are obligated to help them. And it will be met with opposition, and not necessarily from white people or people outside of our community. We were here, maybe. Who does he think he is coming here and doing all of this stuff? He could say, well, what are y'all doing? Tell me what you're doing to help the situation, and I will help you. Let's look at both plans. You show me your plan for our youth. I show you mine, and whatever one is the best, let's go with that one. But show me why yours is the best. Or show me why you think mine is not the best, and we can improve on both of them. The goal is the children. And I and I and I, I would like to talk to him. I would like to meet him, and I would like to, you know, know, you know, what 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 are your plans? And he's also Centennial's football coach. And that's still another good position for him to be in a position yeah. where he talks with young males. That's to me anybody that would take on that kind of role. That's a wonderful position of uh, leadership. And that's a good sacrifice for you to make to give up, you know, your time to help somebody that's not necessarily in your uh, biological line. It's not in your genes. Do you think that time is causing a conflict with the member? These members that's named in this lawsuit, they're not, not, you know, they're, I will say some of the names are at least 50 plus. You know, I, I I just to me, I would think somebody might have an issue with the hats that he's wearing. Like a conflict of interest. Yeah, that's interesting because you know when the children. It's, it's amazing him being a, pe- a preacher and a pastor. It's amazing because when Jesus was teaching, 
the children were trying to run up and, you know, I guess so-called by the uh, disciples was trying to keep the children away from Jesus. Like, leave them alone. You know, he's busy. He's teaching. And Jesus said, forbid them not. Like, leave them alone. Let them come unto me for such is the kingdom. So whereas one group of people may be telling the children, well, y'all, you know, they don't have anything for them to do. Or y'all go over here. We're busy doing this kind of stuff. They're not involving the children in the structure of the church, in the finances, how it's run, how to pray, how to study, how to look up words, how to understand the Bible, how to have a stronger connection with, with Jesus. You know, if you don't work with the youth, then you lose them. Now, here it is, a black man. He black, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> here it is, a black man that's working with one of the most challenging groups to work with in the United States of America, and that's young black males. For him to work with the educational system, that is one of the worst educational systems in all the industrialized uh, uh, nations. And for him to deal with the most brain-dead people on the planet Earth is black folks in America. <laughs> and I say that because we have lost our name, our language, our religion, our culture. We've lost everything of who and what we are. We've embraced somebody else's. And for this man to come along and want to make changes, he will be met with some of the same opposition that Jesus was met with. He can expect to be persecuted. He can, he can expect to be evil thought of. He can expect for those who are around here who could have done something and didn't to say something and to have whispering that who does he think he is. He can expect that. And if he doesn't expect that, he is not the right person for this job. But for him to push forward in spite of all of this, he's like the blade of grass that's coming up through the concrete. He's not going to let anything stop him. But he can expect that. But what he could do is ask those who have an opposition to him is, okay, you don't like what I'm doing? What are your plans? What have you done with your children? You know, people can ask you that. And, 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 and don't say, well, we've been doing it this way for you. Okay, how's that going? Yeah. Hey, you think we ought to continue that? So you can ask, yeah. you, you can help you, you, them you to can, see their yeah. question with a question. Like, man, we never did it like that before. So, okay, ask them, do you know the definition of insanity? Right. Yeah. Doing the exact same, same thing, thing. Over and over, expecting different results. Expecting a different result. So a different result. So you're expecting a different result, but you're not willing to make any changes. So I'm making changes, and this is what, this is the outcome. This is my expected outcome. Right. Good example. What's the, what's the uh, product that Lil V uh, Keto. Huh? Keto. The keto. Well, with the keto system, he's expecting different results from what others have tried. He yeah. has proof, evidence, facts to back up his claim, which proves he's not insane. <laughs> right. He's not insane. He's, a, he's expecting different results, so he's doing something different. And if it's proven that it works, it sells itself. All he can do is remove himself out of the way, present it, show personal testimonies, that it works, boom. Different results. So how many PKs grew up in the church that's still in the church? Unless they've gone to be preachers or deacons or some position in the church, very few of them will still be there. Very few. 
Yeah. PKs were considered some of the worst. Yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a set of cousins. That's how you doing the most. PKs. The daddy was a PK and the mama was a teacher. Now you know them the worst. They say them the worst. Them my people. Shout out Brina, Vet, Jack, Jarvis. Man, hey, hey, hey. They need hey, to listen. They ain't in champagne. Listen, PKs are no different than anybody else. It's just we have a brighter light on us. People have a higher expectation for us. <laughs> we do the same thing because we in the world. And sometimes we're of the world. Then my people's We go. do the same thing everybody else do. It's just that we have a brighter light shining on us because we're usually in a stage-like position with the lights on us. So it looks like we worse because you see more of what we do. You don't see more of what somebody else is doing. Man, this is... So, black coffee? No sugar, no cream. No sugar, no cream. So, look, there is no moral to the story. Just keep it moving. It's Bottom it, it, line it, it, is... It, it, it keeps moving. You know, News Gazette, one thing I will say is if you're trying to thwart, if you're trying to stunt this 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 uh, charter school and trying to air out air, air it out because of that, that's foul. But other than that, that we, they threw you the alley, you dunked it like LeBron. You know, we cannot blame the News Gazette for printing it. This no. is public information. It's public information. You, you made know, it public. You made it public by involving. And it's public information. Anything that has to do with land, it's public. You can look up who pays the taxes on your house or somebody else's house. You can see who owns it. You can see. You, it's all public information. I do it all the time. You can look it up. If somebody say they own a house, guess what? Look it Get up. Get the street. Look it up. Look it up. You can look up. You can look up the person's name and bloop. It'll show you in Chicago. You own. know, in Cook County, how deep it is. Hmm. They tell you the bank that holds the deed. They don't do that here. Wow. They give you a picture of the crib. Wow. The the person that's on the deed and the bank. If you wow. still if you still paying on the crib. Wow. The they they will give you the bank. But it's it's tougher though because you you have to uh, you might have to find the PI pin, pin number. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, you can't uh-huh. just you, you yeah, know it, identif- it, property identification. Yeah, identification you get, number. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you find it, oh, you hey, you get everything wow. in Cook County now. It does make sense because if you ride by a house that's abandoned, you can look up the address. It shows you who the last tax bill went to. You can call yeah. that person and see if they want to sell the house. Yeah. There are databases that there are yeah, companies you can just that go put them over, together. Yeah, you can just go show, there. Yes, sir. You, yes, you, you, you may not be able to do it on the computer at your crib, but you can go to the That's assessor's right. office and find out if they ain't paying it. Yeah. That's right. You certainly can. You can yeah. see it. So, yeah, we, we, we'll just. That's good information, man. Yeah, we'll bring just. Always good, bring good, good nah, content. Man. And it feels good to be back. Yeah. And I just want to say one thing. You know, I had a quote from the great. Uh, hip-hop philosopher David Banner, another Mississippi person. Humpback crooked letter. He said, show me how your religion works in real time. Wow. Quoting scriptures that comes from a book that your people wrote means nothing. That's like me telling you something and quoting Mississippi, the album. That's his first album. I believe God has been showing us Mm. that we made a wrong turn. Mm. But we won't listen. Who's this? David Banner. The Hulk? Not the Hulk, <laughs> but 
Pretty much. You know David Banner was yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but David Banner is a hip-hop rapper from Jackson, Mississippi. He is? Yeah. I lived in Jackson. David Banner, that's what he that's what he that's what he tweeted, I think, on Easter. Wow. David Banner? David Banner. Put rapper David Banner. David. He said, I, I'm gonna read it again. Wow. Show me how your religion works in real time. Quoting scriptures that come from a book that your people wrote means nothing. Mm. That is like me telling you something and quoting Mississippi the album. I believe God has been showing us that we made a wrong turn, mm. but we won't listen. Wow. Now, it's interesting, and at some point in time, it'd be good to talk about the hip-hop community because our children are not listening to the preachers, the pastors, the moms, the, all this other kind. They're listening to the rap, and rap is becoming more and more conscious. Yeah, you know, he went to a period where you know, you know, it was real, very conscious. Then it came the controversy, and then it was killings over words, raps. You know, bands broken up, but rap is becoming more and more conscious now. Yeah, you know, and then since we're doing our own uh, producing, we're doing our own everything. We can control the content, yeah. like black coffee, no sugar, no cream. We decide what we're going to talk about. That's one of the most powerful things you can have here, and I appreciate the freedom of expression that I you know, will not take for granted in living in America. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of expression. We have freedom of religion. And I'm not going to be denied those freedoms because we pay a price for that. So don't ask me to go nowhere. I ain't going no damn. I'm staying right here, R-A-T. I'm staying right, right here. here. I ain't going nowhere. But I'm going to make where I am better. And if something else comes along, I'll make that better. So, but right now, we have to make our own communities decent places to live. We have to educate. We have to train and teach our people, you know, not to be a target for the police, not to be a target for this, not to kill each other, you know. But we got to have an, uh, uh, an economic base, man. When children don't have jobs, come on, man. Yeah. They don't have opportunity to jobs. You go to school, get your degree. You got to go ask somebody that's outside of your people for a job. They're going to give their children jobs first, which is fine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Man, if my, neighbor, my white neighbor gave his son a, a job first, amen. There's nothing wrong with that. I have to provide something for mine. And I thank God that one day our children will be in a better position where they don't have to worry about no finances. They can focus on doing something they really love to do. That's real talk. And that was, that was the other thing. You know, and, and, and you really helped me just kind of with this topic, you know, because I'm coming in thinking, man, these people hiring all these attorneys, and but they can't even lead us to their kids. They can't lead me to them. You know, That's right. and, then, and then it was like, okay, well, if you don't like, they're just like somebody said, if you don't like champagne, leave, and it's just like, well, if you don't like what's going on in this church, Lee, but you said they're invested. And invested. Right now, if you don't like your job, you leave, guess what? You want to take what you have vested in your 401k. You've invested that. Yeah. So when you tell somebody to leave the church, okay, am I going to leave with what I have invested? Or you just want me to leave and be quiet? 
So you got a fight on your hand. You will fight for it. It ain't like Enron. If, if right now, if you were asked to leave, I need to get that. I need my money that I done put up, that y'all have invested. Y'all have invested my money to make more money. I need my money. So when you retire or whatever you decide to do, and if you leave and roll that over, you want the money you've invested to go. Same thing with black folks in America. It's not going to get leave. Are you, cra- are you crazy? Are you on medicinal marijuana? Are you on shrooms? Man, you taking the are man? You are, are, crack? Are you, are you smoking it? You got the liquid. You got solid. You got the gas. You got all forms of matter coming in. You somebody rubbing this stuff on your back? We ain't going man. nowhere, and we ain't going nowhere without something. Man, man, brother, thank you for that. You gonna drop me off in the middle of a country with nothing? Are you crazy? Man. That's not fair to them. Yeah, that's man. ain't going nowhere. Man, yeah. we 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 right here. Yeah, ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no, that's deep. Ain't going nowhere. I ain't leaving Champagne. My taxpayer money has helped to fix the roads, the streets, the lights, all that kind of stuff. I have invested in Champagne. So when I say it's a shithole, don't tell me to leave. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. And you can call it what you want. Call it what you want. We can make it better, but I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, that's your, that's your little thing. Yeah, I invested all this stuff in here. My time, my energy, my intellectual property in helping to grow this place. And telling me I can't leave? say something when, I, when I've been here to, to, to identify that parts of it is a shithole. That's right. It need to be changed. Yeah. Let's change it. Like Minister Farrakhan's uh, uh, CD said, let's change the world. We'll talk yeah. about that another time. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a hey, fix, make better where you live. That's why whenever we talk about something, let's bring it home to champagne. How are we going to make champagne? Okay, I, I feel for the people in Houston. I feel for the people in Florida. I feel for the people in Chicago. I feel for the people in Mississippi. But, hey, I'm concerned right now of where I currently live. Why? I got to put my mask on first. Champagne need a mask. Yeah. We breathing good. Then we can branch off to Ran Tube. Right. We can go to yeah. the tube by... Yeah. We can move on down to PLB or PBL. Then <laughs> we can go on up. But well, you be on that 57. You probably know all the songs. <laughs> yes, oh, Narga. Oh, yes, sir. Gilman. <laughs> Everything. Man. I been all up, man. Paxton. Paxton. Melvin. Mel- you name it. Yeah, Madison. Kankakee. All of them. Shout out to Maurice, man. I swear I've been making that trip for years, man. And me and Maurice stopped at the... At the stop in Buckley once. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm, if you if you know fifty seven, you know what's in what's two seventy two. You know what's off the expressway in Buckley. Uh, <laughs> that's the adult. Yeah, just say adult. <laughs> For the adults only, y'all. Ain't no bathroom. Ain't no stores. There's nothing there but we the lions. We did that did. one time. Yeah, man. Shout out to Reese, man. But. Reese T, you talking about the human epistle? Human epistle, man. We and he don't he have off. a show coming up? Man, he do. Uh, he ain't answering his phone. I hope he okay. He's okay. Hey, let us know about that show. So he was on Facebook. It. Yeah, he was on Facebook today. Okay. So, All yeah. Right. All right. Hey, my squad outside, man. They done waited. We, hey, just, we came yeah. back from Chicago just for this. Hey. I just got back. I mean, just, just, just got back. You know, Peace. and ran right on in here. So, hey, well. It's worth it. Man, love. It's worth it. I love it. It's a super good show, too. Man, this is a super good yeah. show. I'm going to break this up because it's a long one. So I'm going to okay. break this up into pieces on, on the topics. Oh, okay. So if you don't want to oh. listen to the whole three hours, I'm going to break it up. It's three hours? Yeah, we, we've been here Man, three hours. 
I got to get out of here. But uh, I, I, I need you one more thing. Yes, sir. Till next time, peace be unto you in an Arabic language. In our original language, Assalamu alaikum. All right. We out. We out. Peace. Black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream Podcast. Black, 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 black Coffee, No Sugar, No Cream Podcast.